Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I did need it. What did you need? I needed Josh? a different song. Yeah. Because I've been driving everyone insane for the last 30 minutes, whistling the, uh, you know, Wabash Cannonball. Oh, that's right. Yes. We all had it in our head. I was, and I found myself rocking back and right. forth to Wabash Cannonball yeah, so. after last night. Congratulations, K State. How about that win? Who'd they beat? <laughs> West Virginia. West Virginia, baby. Yeah, yes. Had like a 20-some point lead. Oh, I yes. kind of didn't pay much Blew attention to it. a 25-point lead. Right. And uh, then won in overtime hey. to get Jerome Tang to 12-0 and all-time in overtime. That's pretty impressive. The guys never lost in overtime, right? And, uh, you know, jump with the band. I was doing this. Uh, so I was, yeah. Right. I just kept, I've just been whistling it. Since I got in, and I apologize. And then proceeded to then proceeded to rip the professors for having nighttime classes and nighttime <laughs> tests to prevent the students from showing up to the game, which I thought yes. was very, very yes. funny. Yes. Uh, but that was like a six o'clock start last night. That was kind of an earlier start last night for uh, for K State basketball because I think it was like six fifty eight. They were already going to halftime. I'm like, it's not even seven o'clock yet. And this game's going to halftime. So those are the great games. Yeah, those are, no, I, I'm, I'm with yes. you 100. Um, percent I, I Or think those six are, o'clock tip. I, I wish there were noon tip offs. I was I was talking to a, a, a listener. 
listener of ours by the name of uh, Sergeant King. You may remember him over the years, and he's working up at Park and Go right now. And and I got on the bus on Sunday night uh, with him, and he, he had the story for me that he's moving to the Philippines, Josh, and right. and he's he's going to uh, to the Philippines to to live with his wife because that's where she's from, and they're retired there. They're building a house. You know, in the in the Philippines, and and he was That's telling fun. me this story. He's like, yeah, I, I think there's a way to watch the, the Chiefs and 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 whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you watch like a like a three o'clock Chiefs game with a 14 hour time difference, that's like 3 a.m. Plus another four. That's like a 7 a.m. start. I'm like, that's actually really good. I'd love to have a 7 a.m. start all the time. Like the, the game that we saw over in Europe that started at 8 o'clock over here in the morning, 8.30 in the morning. I'll take those every single day of the week. I remember noon games in the middle of the week. I'm good with that, all man. All I remember was joining you at 8 a.m. and I had a beer in my hand. Yeah. So the timing was great. Yeah, so 8 a.m. It was like 3 o'clock. Yeah, like that. right. So, <laughs> you know, you, you get that opportunity. So 14 hours ahead. And then I was thinking about another guy, Marco, who lives in Venice, Italy and watches the Chiefs. And, and he said to me, he goes, yeah, the games are on at like 1 a.m. I'm like, that's a little terrible right there that you're watching the games, you know, at like 1 o'clock yeah, in the that'd morning. Yeah, that be tough. Because they have a seven-hour time difference. But he makes sure that he gets the opportunity to see those games as well. And so people all over the world are tuning in to er- watch the Chiefs. The early one. Because we did that one time. Um, trying to think. Chiefs, this was a long, long time ago. We were in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs played Thanksgiving, I want to say. Okay. And we were there for the Maui Invitational. Right. My wife and I were there, and we got up at, like, yeah, and, wa- and like, watched, you know, one eye open and watched the Chiefs play okay. early in the morning. And I'm like, this wouldn't be this wouldn't be terrible. Not terrible. No, it's not a terrible thing at all. Or to, to think about, like, games. West Coast starts for, like, a noon game. Right. Well, you're you're not... It feels like it, you'd still have some day yeah, remaining. You got the day because a West Coast noon game, the game's over by one o'clock in the afternoon. You still get to the beach. Yeah. You know, you still get to do your thing out right. there on the West and then Coast. Nobody cares. That's why I, I think this is why nobody cares about those teams out there because they play West Coast starts. Right. And everybody's watched the 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. game mm-hmm. and then go to the beach. They go to the beach. That's or right. Or go enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And that would explain why nobody. They don't have great fan bases for football. Right. No. That, did we just solve that right I, there? I, I think we did. I think we just that got to just, the bottom of it. It's right? too nice. And so it's already done. But we said that going into before they moved teams back out to Los Angeles. Like people had other things that they found to do in the 25 years that football was gone from Southern California. They went on and they did other things and, you know, kind of got accustomed to, you know, maybe they'll see a game. Maybe they won't. I was I was looking at something that Carrington tweeted, I don't know, over the weekend maybe it was about time zones and watching games in, in, in different time zones. And he was saying like the central time zone or the mountain time zone are the two best time zones for sports, he goes, you can have the East Coast and you can have the West Coast. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, actually, the West Coast is the best time zone in which to watch sports. I think if you talk to anybody that lives on the West Coast that has lived somewhere else, and most people on the West Coast usually have lived somewhere else, they've matriculated their tails to California. So the people right? that move from New York, talk to them about what it's like living in L.A. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they, they love it. They they love it. I, like, I've had friends that lived in L.A. and lived in Las Vegas and lived in the Pacific time zone, and everyone will tell you that 10 a.m. start time for the NFL is a beautiful thing right it is a beautiful thing you get up on Sunday morning you watch the early game you watch the late game and by the time the late
late game finishes around six o'clock here in the Midwest. It's Making only four dinner. o'clock there. You're getting ready for dinner. You're doing your thing. And you know, the, the, the evening game starts at five. It's over by eight. You're not staying up till midnight. Like East coast is by far the worst time zone, you know, to watch professional sports. in. And I think the West coast is the best time zone because everything happens earlier. Now I'm also speaking from an individual that wakes up around four o'clock every single morning. So the earlier, the better for me, but I still think having the opportunity to have your day and do things later in the day is, is the best. And I, I think right now the central and the Eastern time zone gets penalized the most from these late night games. We have to stay up until all hours of the evening. So anytime there's a long story short, Josh, anytime there's a 6 a or 6 PM start, I'm all in on that. Mm. I feel like they owe it to us. And people are like, I can't get home. The game's too early. I'm like, well, what do I care? Or like my daughter will have like 5 p.m. soccer games on a Friday. And my and everybody's like, I can't make that. I'm like, that's a perfect time for me. Finally, you're catering to my schedule. Yeah. I've had to cater to everybody else's <laughs> for 15 years. Yeah, the I get, I get the, wow, you're able to get to these 3 o'clock you know, after school events, yeah. like, I am. Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. yeah, I'm at every one of those. Like, those yeah. are perfect. Well, you're always, yeah, I'm here. It's like a, it just happens to be very, very convenient. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, I appreciate right. some of those, but I understand it's difficult for others. Yeah. From the eight one six, I have care. I've been in Belgium for the last two Super Bowls. A one thirty a.m. kick on a Monday after a long flight landing on Sunday makes for a hectic day at the office that Monday. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, now that's a little bit different right but, there. Going to but, Europe and watching that one thirty game, two titles. Yeah, two championships, and 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 I, I'm guessing that's Detroit, Derek, because he's over there a lot. Um, but you get waffles too in Belgium, right? They got Belgium waffles over there and, that are fantastic. And they love their fries, and they do palm frites. They call them in Belgium. They're um, the French aren't the ones that like the fries. No, it's, it's it, yeah, it's the Belgians. Like every place we went in Amsterdam last year had like French fry stands, and they were the lines. Josh were so long. I'm like, I'm not waiting in line. They're still fries. Yeah, yeah. it's French fries. All right, so. As I've digressed here. Yeah. The Chiefs are ready to unveil their plans. Yeah, to better late than never, Alrighty. I guess. I mean, we're, we're a month away from this vote that's coming up on April 2nd, and the Chiefs are going to have their press conference finally tomorrow uh, to tell everybody what this thing is, is going to be about. Going Club to... Raytown, are they opening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're calling it. <laughs> Chiefs to share the vision for a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium would be the headline we received from the Chiefs. Okay. So. I, I'd like to know what that really a means. A reimagined Arrowhead. Because I'm quite honestly, I'm 100% sold on what the Royals want to do with their new stadium. I'm not quite sold on what the Chiefs want to do uh, with their venue yet. And again, we haven't heard everything that the Chiefs want to do, but we have heard that there's not going to be a roof or at least a temporary roof or a uh, uh, not a temporary roof, but like a rolling roof, you know, that's put on top of Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know how interested I am in, in, in building like Club Raytown out there where the where the baseball stadium is. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the best use of taxpayer what dollars. Like inflatables right? and stuff. Well, if there's inflatables, and that, then that's something we have to consider. Obviously, Josh, face painting for the kids and all of that. I, I just don't know if if building like that out there, where they've had 60 years to develop that area, nothing has popped, is necessarily the best use of taxpayer money. I really would like the Chiefs to take that money that they're going to use and build, you know, the the entertainment venue out there at Arrowhead and use that towards a roof. Because what I think needs to happen is if the taxpayers are going to invest money into the Chiefs, they need to find a way to generate and and bring that money back to the taxpayers. And to me, by bringing money back into the community, it's about building your stadium up to host as many events as possible, whether they be indoor events or outdoor events, right?
right? I would love to see them put a dome on Arrowhead. And again, we're not going to get into keeping the dome open for the games and all of that kind of nonsense. That can be worked out so so, so simply. So simply, I'm cool right? With that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. I'm worried about having the ability. If you're going to invest this money, and Jackson County is going to invest this money, what is going to be the return on investment? The Royals are building a brand new stadium. They're you're putting the roof on, you know, six seventy. They're creating a park. They're creating life downtown. They're doing great things. They they're building a new ballpark, and it's awesome. The Chiefs, I'm looking at, I'm going, what what are we really doing to Arrowhead? That's going to be great for the community. That's going to benefit the community. And to me, the only thing that I think could truly benefit the community from a Chiefs perspective is putting a retractable roof on Arrowhead and making it a viable location to have the Super Bowl, to have bowl games, to have the Big 12 or the SEC championship game, and to have the ability to have the Final Four and to have those big interior events that are bypassing Kansas City. I mean, Kathy Nelson and her crew have worked so hard to bring events here to Kansas Monster City. Monster Jam! Yeah, right. We get Monster oh. Jam in the spring and summer, but what if you want to have it in the... In, in Winter Monster Jam! Yeah, what if you want to have it in February or, you know, March? February Monster Jam! I like the way you're doing that. Um, so that that's the voice, It though. does, though, man. You gotta get down there. So um, That's the, why those guys smoke. Oh, of course. No question. Through the hole in their neck, right? So, so I just think, in my opinion, like putting that roof and having the ability to have those interior events is one of those things that they need to do. So that, that's where I stand on the Chiefs. I'm not necessarily sold on building an entertainment district in a place that's had 60 years to develop, and we've got nothing but a Taco Bell. Now, the, the strange thing about this is their part's going to sail. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, which doesn't matter. That means the Royals part sails, too. But the Royals, maybe, I think, maybe, well, but I'm it's saying one vote. I, well, I know it is, but I'm just saying, like, they don't really have to offer you anything. Like, there's not going to be opposition, right, to the Chiefs. But there's opposition for whatever reason to the Royals building you know a mean? brand new stadium and, so and doing like, great things. Do, and people are like, okay, yeah, build the, yeah, build, build the David. It feels Busters. like they're in a spot right now where it's like, yeah, we're just going to like trade out some wiring. Like, okay, cool, sign me up. Right. Um, rather, <laughs> rather than something that would, I mean, I, I also don't understand. When the when the Royals made their thing, they talked about the concrete. Mm-hmm. Did they not use the same concrete across the street? Well, they did. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, one side claims the concrete's bad. Right. Exactly. And it's and it's not getting any better. Correct. And today's building standards are different, which is true. Sixty years old. And the other side just wants to. Paint over the concrete or something. I yeah, mean, you put, know, like, what I mean? like, like put some flex seal over the top of it, right? It's 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 kind of crazy. I I thought the Chiefs would have something more ambitious, but it doesn't sound like they're going to. It doesn't, and yeah. they're only looking at a twenty-five year lease. The Royals are looking at a forty-year lease as well. But you know, the moral of the story is this is going to be as we talked about yesterday on the show and, and, and broke the news to you. There are other jurisdictions out there that are ready to offer big-time money better than what Jackson County is currently offering to bring the Royals and Chiefs to their jurisdictions, whether that be inside the Kansas City metro area or outside the Kansas City metro area. I don't believe there's really many on the outside of the Kansas City metro area, but hey, you never know. Team uh, Cities are going to come calling when they see stadium votes that are taking place in cities, right? It's just natural for that to happen. But I'm, I'm told, and we, we reported it yesterday, that if this vote does fail in Jackson County, there will be other jurisdictions that are ready to go with better public financing and more public financing 
than what Jackson County is going to offer. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what the uh, what the Chiefs present tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be something that will uh, bring uh, you know the entertainment complex out to that part of, uh, of the city. And I don't know exactly what they're going to do w- with Arrowhead, but but for me, where my money is, I just wish they would consider putting a dome on there so we can truly bring some great events to Kansas City. But I want this ballpark downtown bad, man. Like I love the renderings. I look at it a lot. I think about what it what it can do for our city and how it can really just bring everything together. And I think the perfect spot for the stadium is downtown when it comes to the Royals. And if the Chiefs want to stay out in, in, in uh, you know, the sports complex and do their thing out there for another 25 years, that brings that stadium to 85 years old. I mean, at that point in time, then it really will be time to probably tear down and build something new in the next 25 years. One chief is very confident, like absurdly confident. We'll tell you who next. Hey, this is Willie Gay Jr. Wake up with Fesco in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Big as the Super Bowl, but the difference is it's just two guys playing that they did in the studio. Usually send they verses back to me and they be terrible just like a two-year-old. I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold. I'm like, go ahead, say it then. Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who you really rooting for? Like a I have kid a very disturbing story we're going to get to at 630. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. A disturbing story. Disturbing story. How this disturbing is, is it? Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah, it sounds... Is, it, it, wow. This is a bad idea. All so right. we'll get to that coming up at, uh, at 630. All right. Um... But first, we need to discuss... Do I even know what the disturbing story is? I don't don't think so. Okay, so this is going to be one that surprises us all. All right, good. I like it. Just a terrible idea. Okay. Someone ate the egg salad sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) No one's had that terrible idea. I like a good egg salad, though. Yes, not one that's that's got a date says make sure you eat by and it's long gone. Six weeks old, yeah. What's the deal... With Charles Amenahu. I don't know, man. If somebody can explain this guy to me. Had a really solid season for the Chiefs. Right, but right? missed like half the year. Missed the first part of the season. <laughs> then was injured in the tail part of the season. Right, yes. And now has an ACL. Correct. And he's out for a year. I mean, an ACL injury is usually you're out for an entire year. Maybe he comes you're back, back in December. But not fully healthy, right. but he'll... he'll you know, not be 100% to start the year. Correct. Everybody you talk to about these ACL injuries always says two years to you're really feeling like you're normal again. Like you're better blowing an Achilles right now. You really are, yeah. It seems. It seems If you see Aaron Ryan and now Kirk Cousins, by the way. Kirk Cousins looked great yesterday. Did you see that dude moving around three months? Throwing on a tennis court looked great. Um, Which, why was he throwing on a tennis I don't know. court? I don't is, that know. The, is that the Vikings indoor facility that doubles as a tennis court? It's really in the cold season? up there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, apparently you move around great. But at ACL, uh, we'll see. I mean, from Jamal Charles to Juan Thornhill to like all these guys who blow out their ACL, they will tell you to a man, it's okay after a year, but you really don't trust it till after two years to really get back to where you were pre-ACL injury. Every guy says that. So you look at a guy like Charles Amenahu and and with the, you know, the healing processes that they have today, he could be back, I'm sure, you know, November, December. I don't know. But even still, he's not going to be here, I don't believe anyway, for the start of this season. And so Charles Amenahu needs to get healthy 
before he goes out there and keeps telling people he wants more money. Like, this is as perplexing as it gets to me. So he had seven sacks. Really, really solid. Great. It was a great part of the season. You know, right behind yeah. uh, Jones and Karloftis, right? Seven sacks. And he's coming back. next. He signed a two-year, $18 million deal. Right. To uh, make a return to the NFL. Correct, right. right. They gave him a chance, right? But a nice, lucrative chance. Absolutely, he's getting, he's getting paid a bunch of money next year, and again, might not pay, mm-hmm. not, might not play. Uh, but he's been talking about you know respect and earning it and what have you. He joined Good Morning Football yesterday, and again was discussing like earning enough to warrant a new contract. I think I did, to be honest. Um, like you said, seven sacks in eleven games, and then. The sack in the in the championship game to kind of spark off the the the, the wave of defensive plays, um, finish second on the team in sacks, and then have the first six games to 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 catch up with George and Chris. So I think I did. I think that the tape speaks for itself. I think I showed um, dominant run play as far as and then as long as uh, with the pass rush inside and outside and just winning one on ones, uh, creating turnovers. Um, being the spark and like the energy plays that uh, they wanted me to uh, to be when I got there, um, I wish I could have another full, a full season this year to kind of do the same. But I think um, I showed every everybody in the organization, everybody in the league that uh, I should be talked about in the maybe not in the in the in the Bosonum kind of conversation, but those guys right after guys that you when you go and do your game plan, you got you got to look for ninety out there on the field, and because if you don't, I'll get to quarterback one way or another. <laughs> I appreciate the confidence. I, I do, do, too, but you're not playing. Like <laughs> It's just <laughs> weird. Do you think you've done enough? Or, yeah, I think I've done enough for a contract, and I then I just want the respect, too. You, sir, you didn't play at the beginning or end of the season. Right. You, you played until in you the play, middle. You know. Until you play a full season and then do it multiple times, you won't get said respect. I played 11 or games this contracts. year. But you I saw have a contract you, next year. I'm not going to play. I need more money. Excuse you, me? You, you, or or respect. Yeah. Like, you gave a nice 11-game sample size this year, but when someone looks at your reference page or whatever, they're like, oh, well, he didn't start or end the year. Right. He had a nice little middle. It's like a, like, you that, did like your, the sandwich compliment you, or whatever they call that. You did your know? job very nicely in the times in which you played. Yeah. Put together a full body of work and you could talk to anybody. I mean, they say the best ability is availability. And so far, Charles Amena, who hasn't had much very, ability very to, to have availability, right? It's just, it's weird. Like, I, I hate to continue to say like, like, like read the room, man, but like, Read the room. <laughs> you missed six games at the beginning of the year. Had a nice eleven game stretch there. Then the you know the postseason game, and then you missed the end of the season with an ACL injury that could cost you most of next season as well. Like the last thing on your mind should be trying to renegotiate a contract. <laughs> Just go out there and prove it. You know, I missed all the last year, but I need more money. Excuse me. Like, I think what, I've earned what? this thing. What, I think I've earned this thing. Who is this again? This is Charles Amenu. Hey, who? Hate to break it to you, you're going to have to show you're healthy next year because yeah. this is a cold, cold business. It is the NFL. Just and because the salary cap went up a hundred million dollars doesn't mean they're giving it to you. Say you come back at midseason and have a nice. Someone's going to pay you. Someone will do that. Yeah, 
Just, focus on that. Just keep your head down. Focus on getting that knee strong. Focus yeah. on getting back. Yeah. But but he's probably also thinking to himself, Josh, like, I'm probably not going to play a lot next year, so I'm going to be a free agent. Nobody's going to want to really pay me because well, I'm coming off that injury. You're going to have to prove it again, and probably. Not, but that's that's the life of, an, of, of a professional athlete. You're constantly in prove-it mode, especially in the NFL, where they flip over rosters unless, as quickly as they do. Unless he's trying to insert himself in the name of Joey Bosa because Bosa seemed to do it. Yeah, Bosa did it, right? They don't, yeah. they don't seem to play it the whole time either. Yeah. So... Maybe that's where he's going towards. Maybe. I'd like to be considered a Bosa. I'd like to be considered a Bosa. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll give you the Bosa. Again, appreciate the confidence. I do, too. It but seems I mean, just a little. Just like, got to read the room a yes, little bit, man. Like, slow down a little I'm bit. not giving that guy a contract. Like, like on my list of priorities of, of a 53-man roster, Charles Men, who's like no. 70, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's not... she got a year and you're hurt, pal. We'll talk. Yeah, well, not today. We'll go ahead and wait this one out. And don't call me either. We'll get in touch with you when we're ready. It, it seems to me the Royals are so good that we can cut our team in half and play two games. Okay, why are we doing That's that today? That's what it says We got a split today. squatter today? Uh, 205 against the Rockies on Royals.com. Right. And then half the team at the Padres. Okay. So I guess the Royals are that good. I guess. I don't know. That's I, how I'm that's how I'm understanding this. I, you know, I, I was telling you when I was out at, at spring training last weekend visiting with the White Sox, I, I was talking to someone that used to be the Red Sox organization. They're not they're not co teams. Like the Red Sox and the White Sox are not affiliated. Oh, that's not it's their two split squad organizations. Oh, well they split this up yeah, white yeah, and red. Yeah. I, I thought that's the way they did oh, that. Oh. Like half the squad went to Boston and half went to Chicago they after were that the season. Good too. That's not the case at all. They're they're two separate organizations. And so somebody that I was talking to out at at a spring training that used to work for the Red Sox organization. And gave me some interesting info. We were kind of just talking about these spring games. And he goes, look, when I was with Boston, we had this study that was done that the better you did in the preseason and the better you did in spring training kind of meant the worst that you did in the regular season. I'm thinking to myself, why? And he goes, well, for lack of a better term. You shot your shot already? You, well, for lack of a better <laughs> term, like if you're winning games in the spring, you're probably playing a lot of your good players, right? And spring training is basically to get a look-see at the guys wearing, you know, 65 and above, right? You want to see what those guys can do. And if your guys that are wearing, you know, 65 and below are going out there and dominating guys that are wearing 65 and above, well, that's not really a good test of what you're doing. It's like the father throwing batting practice and striking out his eight-year-old son, right? Like, it just doesn't kind of work that way. So he said to me, he goes, don't, don't even pay attention to, to records, you know, that are in the spring. Pay attention to the guys that are going to be part of the organization moving forward and what did they do in those spring training games? Are they going out there and dominating? Are they going out there and playing good baseball? Because the, the record thing is the most misleading thing that we look at. And and I was talking to somebody else. He goes, yeah, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. We're 4-0 every year in, spring, in preseason. And I'm like, well, this year you guys were pretty good. He goes, yeah, for the first time ever, right? Like you win those preseason games, you win those spring training games. It has nothing to do with what you're going to do in the regular season. How did your regulars do against their regulars? Like, what was the score of the game at the end of the third inning when everybody went to the golf course? Then why do we need 30? And can't we get our starting pitchers ready? I know, but, in, but that's in a baseball. shorter amount of time. That's baseball for you, right there. I can't. Josh. I mean, I mean I, I'm sure I, someone will tell me because that it's money. These 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 places. I, I'm going to tell you, most of these places now in the spring have great crowds, and they're charging regular that's, season ticket that's what prices. I mean. Someone will convince me that they're making money off of this. Right. is the reason why, and they are right. And these complexes that have been built, these cities have invested. Like it, it's like 
Overland Park investing in a complex, Lenexa investing in a complex, DeSoto investing in a complex, Liberty investing in a complex, Raytown investing in a complex, Gladstone so investing they, in a they complex. they owe it to them so it's not going away? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the bowl system? It, but kind of. But, I mean, these complexes are beautiful and gorgeous. I understand. And people are going. Do we need so, 30 preseason games? I don't think we need 162 regular season that games. Too. You know, <laughs> But do we need 30 more preseason games? It just feels like we're playing too much baseball. It does. It, it does. There's, there's seemingly a lot of, quote, unquote, wasted baseball. The scouts Plus and people the pants are going to hold up and the pants are, are shriveling right before our eyes yeah i mean they're they're asking to fall out of their pants literally yeah and other stuff yeah so we probably should play less games anyway right but it's all about a money maker i mean you, you hit it right there this is a money maker for the city of mesa for the city of surprise for the city of glendale these places that have built these complexes they got to make their money back man these senior citizens ain't eating hot dogs every day so and we're we're getting number 79 playing today. Yeah, okay. for, for the most right. part. Yeah, so don't don't look at wins and losses. Look at what the regulars did. How are the regulars doing? The guys that are going to play the first three innings are the guys who are going to be part of your team moving forward. How did they do? And so spring training baseball has already started. Five strikeouts force. for Cole Reagans. I'm, I, I'm in. You're in on that, right? But who did he strike out? Did he strike out 69 and above? No, he, did he, he no, strike he, out some good players. Trout and Rendon. Good. Well, Rendon doesn't care. But, yeah, um, Rendon doesn't care. He's That's a bad example, Josh. He ain't trying. <laughs> free agency is a horse race and a terrible business idea. We'll get to next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Tuesday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Bita, Brian Williams back in producing today. This is a terrible business idea. You know how I love the good business idea. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've pushed many of them just looking for backing. Right. Like Canabets. I still have this sticker on my, my water bottle for the for the Canabets. Bring in the smoke to sports gambling. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we still need the money for that, though. Still need the money for that. Right. Still the vote- location. It's not available, but that location still is my location. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got to get the backing for cannabis. So all for a good idea. But I heard there may be some like decriminalization or something of weed in Kansas, which would essentially make it legal. So cannabis may be outdated here before you know. Well, no, because then we hire a lobby to fight that. Oh, is that what we want <laughs> to, to do? Keep, yeah, to keep it, to keep, keep, keep it, it illegal. Keep it status quo. <laughs> Let's keep it status quo. Now we'll put a putt putt course in. Yeah. Because um, you know Missouri ain't legalizing gambling yeah. anytime soon. Here's a terrible idea from Wendy's. 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 The hamburger chain. I know. I know. What are they going to go with a round patty now? Surge pricing. W- what? You know, like we've kind of. that? Like we've kind of had this for Uber. Right. When it's really busy, we're going to jack your prices. Oh, you got. That's a terrible idea. They're going to surge price burgers. And who's going to determine that? Some 16 year old kid going, welcome to Wendy's. So when it's busier, they've opened the door to then changing the prices who the hell decides whether or not it's busy i suppose dave he's dead wendy is she still involved in this case it might be kirk wendy ceo kirk tanner announcing the new Talk system to you later. Never heard of him 
I've never heard of them either. No, this is a bad idea. Burgers could cost more during the lunch or dinner rush. Well, that's when people go. Yep. Going to help them with profits. Yeah, I would you, imagine. You think raising your prices when people want to eat? That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Dynamic, that's going to get blowback. Dynamic pricing can, can allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit, and provide them with the food they love at a great value. No, it's not. According to Wendy's spokesperson. So what are you going to show up at three in the afternoon, buy your dinner and then have soggy fries? Like this idea sucks. That they've already had, you know, you you already have this to a certain extent, different prices at different locations. Well, of course. Okay, I mean, based on where you live, like but the West all, Coast is always right. more expensive. It's always yeah. in a window, but they're literally going to surge pricing like they do for Uber. Guess what? what I'm not going to be going. I mean, that's a pretty simple. If you I'm, gotta roll, so you got to roll in and go, I'd really like a, a double. Right. What's the cost right now? What can I what can, what can I get it for this hour? Right. Right now. Okay. But what about 15 minutes? Right. Is it going to be expensive then? And what if you go like during the, the 5 o'clock hour, but there's nobody there? Is it still surge pricing? I don't know. I think that's a terrible what idea. What an awful idea, right? I mean, really a bad idea. Like this is one of the worst ideas I think yeah. I've ever heard. Hey, come to Wendy's for lunch or dinner where we charge you more than if you eat at 3. Correct. We encourage you to eat during your off hours. Right. We're inc- we're changing not the time hungry. of meals. We're not we're not oh, catering to you when you're hungry. Here's in charge of this Evergy. Here, here yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> this here, blows. Here, here at Wendy's, we've changed the menu. You're gonna have breakfast the night before, lunch at ten AM, yep. and dinner at three. Yep. Welcome to the retirement community. Yep. yep. So uh, what do you have an app so you can check the pricing and oh, like roll man, in? Bad idea, man. Oh, looks like looks like this is the time to get some nuggets. Yeah. Better roll in. That's a really that's a really terrible idea. idea. That's terrible for your for your clientele, right? I mean, that's terrible for your fans, if you will, to do something like that. I understand like dynamic pricing at sporting events. You know, if people want to go to a game and it's a very popular game, I understand. You know, the dynamic pricing there. But I mean, to to tell people, hey, we want you to come eat at our place for lunch or dinner, but we're going to charge you more. Well, I'm not going there for lunch or dinner. Correct. We could be subject to charge more. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. You got to roll the dice. It's, it's, it's just a roll of the dice. Now, How much do you want? <laughs> I don't know what the fast food menu prices are as it is, Josh. Like, I, I don't know. But I, I know that they're doing something like that. Now that seed is planted in my head, Wendy's is charging more. And that's a bad seed to plant in people's head. I imagine rolling up do, there and that, that menu, the, the price just rolls as you're sitting there. Right. Like, whoa, wait a minute here. It's like going to a <laughs> breakfast place and they say, or a, a place where they go, no breakfast after 1030, right? Like, you know, w- what's going on in the back? Because I've, I've gotten into, you know, They quarrels. change it all over. You know, what? there's it's no breakfast changed. after 1030. You, you don't have the eggs back there? Like, what, what do you mean? Well, we changed the, the stove over. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, the, like, this is something you do and don't tell anybody about. I don't know why people feel they need to announce things like this. Just do it and see if anybody notices. Because now you've announced it and you're, 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 it's going to cause a kerfuffle. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going there at 2. Or I'm not going at all. Or at all. Or, yeah, or yeah, at yeah. all. Because yeah. what if I go at 2 o'clock and everybody else has that same idea because they don't want to get hit with surge pricing, but the line's long and now well, they surge, surge pricing at 2 o'clock. That's a surge. I see a surge. I mean, this is, this is you know, this is playing with fire, I think, if you're Wendy's. This is, this is going to get a lot of blowback today. You know this is going to get a lot of blowback today from people. Yes, that was in the New York Post. You can read all about it. Yeah. Six cars in the drive-thru. We're in a surge, surge yeah. baby. Surge! Hit the button. The lights flash. Is is there going to be like a big like S that pops up so everybody knows before you get there? Terrible idea. Awful idea. Uh, All right. This comes from Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach. Why is he so confident? 
He tells the athletic he believes that the Bills will win a Super Bowl very soon. Oh, God. These people need quote, to stop talking. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. End quote. Did Patrick Mahomes retire? Based on what? You had everything in your favor last year to get that done, did right? you not? You had the home game. You had the opportunity. You had a lead. And why would you tell your team it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when? Well, I don't know. But then you see the picture of Sean McDermott. He looks like he's ready to fight somebody. Well, uh, you never know. <laughs> Fighting people. Isn't that a terrible approach? It's an awful approach. It's a bad approach, especially when you've had every put opportunity. put in the work, right? maybe we'll get the chance to do this. We have to, we have to earn it. Yeah. A, well, it's going to happen. Just don't know when. Yeah, well, it's, not, it's not a matter of Based it's a matter of what? when. Like, you got to earn it. The Bills have never won a championship, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, I mean, every time I look around, they, they're talking about four Super Bowls that they lost in the 90s and then losing three years in a row to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So... To me, until you do it, until you win it, until you're part of something that is successful, you're not going to have an opportunity, in my opinion, to, to sit out there and say, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And so you've got this guy up in Buffalo talking about winning a championship, and then you've got Russell Wilson saying he wants to win multiple championships. How about you figure out how to win a playoff we got to beat first, the Chiefs because right? the Chiefs are the champs. Until we beat the Chiefs, it ain't, nothing's happening. And that's what you say. I mean, you, you just tip your cap and say, they're our daddy. I mean, you pull a Pedro Martinez and you legitimately say, the Chiefs are our daddy. And until we find a way to be Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, either at home, on the road, neutral site, it doesn't matter where, we're not going to the Super Bowl and we're not winning a championship. We've got to take care of the things that come first. And that's finding a way to beat the Chiefs. Now, if Patrick Mahomes retires and Sean McDermott is still there in 15 years coaching the Buffalo Bills, then you've got an opportunity to win a championship. Not before. Yeah. Silly. Okay. Knock it off. It's ridiculous. Knock it off. It's nuts. You're all ifs. Yeah. Until you do it. Until you go You're out there all and do ifs. it. Right. All right. We still need to get to uh, the uh, the free agent horse race. Sorry, I sidetracked you with the Wendy's no, surge I pricing. Mean, the Wendy's surge off. pricing just takes it to a new level, Josh. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get to a little uh, little horse race next. Festo in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins the show every Monday at 7.30. 610 Sports Radio. So I did Monster Jam. Can you do can you do a horse race? Can you do that? And down the stretch they come. IP Freely is in the lead. IP Freely. Hoof hearted. Yeah. Around the turn. I can't do the horse race. That's a tough one to do. Those guys who do the horse race are really good, yeah, man. That's one of the toughest things to do to know what the names of those horses. Do they interview them beforehand to find out like what they're good at? Yeah. Can yeah. you hit the curveball horse? Yeah. yeah. They go and check the stall. Yeah. See who peed who, last. Who pooped. Yep. And uh, and you go from there. Number seven took a dump. That's who I'm betting on. So if we were horse racing mm-hmm. in free agency, right? Where would we land? Well, I I saw this article about the perfect trade the Chiefs must complete in the 2024 <laughs> offseason. Gotta have it done. This would be a win for the Kansas City Chiefs if they went out there and executed this trade. In the off season, and and this is where the you know, the funny seasons starts because everybody has an opinion on this. And the perfect trade that they must execute this off season, Josh, 
is to go out and get Brandon Ayuk. And we've talked about Brandon Ayuk on the show. I like Brandon Ayuk. I think absolutely, as we said last week, this would be a guy that I would decide to go out there and, you know, maybe make a trade for. He's got a year left on his contract. He's a younger guy. He's obviously a very good receiver, 1,100 yards last year. So that is absolutely somebody I would consider signing. But I don't know if that's a must move this offseason, right? I don't know if that's the number one move that the Chiefs need to do and go out there and trade for Brandon Ayuk. It'd be a nice move, but I don't know that it is a must trade for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought about, like, if, if the wide receiver position was a horse race and you had the opportunity to win, place, and show, who would be your win, who would be your place, and who would be your show in, in the horse race? Because for me, a win this offseason from the wide receiver position only is going out and getting Mike Evans. To me, the more I watch Mike Evans, the more I think about Mike Evans, the more we hear stories about Mike Evans, the more I want Mike Evans here in Kansas City. And I was watching some videos on him last night, and you know, him and Baker Mayfield maybe want to stay in Tampa and do their thing. But if the offer is right, right, Mike Evans could leave. Do you want to stay in Tampa and play with Baker Mayfield, or do you want to come to Kansas City and play with Patrick Mahomes? I would prefer to play with Patrick. Mahomes. Yeah, right. So as as much as you may like Baker Mayfield, you have the opportunity for the last couple of years of your career to go to Kansas City, play with Patrick Mahomes, play with Andy Reid, play with Travis Kelsey. I would think that would be an option that Sorry, you would Parker. like to consider. Right, exactly. I'm going to Kansas City. I love you, but I'm, I'm going to hit the bricks and I'm going to head to Kansas City for a couple of years. So that would be my win this offseason. My place, my secondary, you know, one would be Brandon Ayuk. I really do like him. And I think if you can make a trade for Brandon Ayuk and not have to give up the farm, if you will, to go out and get him, that is a definite guy that I think you can say, okay, we came in second. We got Brandon Ayuk. Mike Evans stayed in Tampa because he wanted to play with Parker. But we went and got Brandon Ayuk. And then for me, the show, the third place would be a first round draft pick if you're not going to add somebody in free agency with that wide receiver position. Because I think what there's like seven or eight first round quality wide receivers that are out there this year. So the win for me would be Mike Evans. The second place finish would be a Brandon Ayuk. And then my third place would be just going out and getting a first round wide receiver. That's kind of how I see this whole thing falling right now. Because T. Higgins is now off the board yeah, for yeah, all of us. Yeah, yeah. he sees those. Who farted in the winner's circle? I think I think the win would be Mike Evans right now. Yeah. I think uh, I'm enamored. I've liked him coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he's he hasn't lost a step. That's, That's the thing. You the know? thing that I'd heard around Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. That it was, well, they weren't afraid of his age. Right. He can still play. He can still play. Okay. All right, cool. He can still play. Uh, so that'd be my win. I'm enamored. He's different. Yeah. Like he's different than what they do. Mm-hmm. You see him making catches that others don't. We've never had right a now. guy like Mike Evans before, right? My place would be uh, a draft pick, not at 32, though. Okay. Like if you had your guy and you got aggressive and you went up in the 20s. Okay. All right. So moving up. Yeah. All right. I like, like that. We've targeted our guy. We're going to go get him. Right. We're going to move a little bit and go get him. And then my show would probably be. Michael Pittman or any uh, Calvin Ridley right. or, or anything below. Anything below that, yeah. That like like Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I'm not in on that. You That's know, like, like a seventh place like, finish. Like to those me. types of things, like eh, I'd just rather take my chances with going younger here than even like Gabe Davis. Like eh. Yeah, not very really, like, right. Eh, you're gonna kind of overpay for a guy that's gonna give you eight hundred yards and five touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you can kind of get those all the time. I'd rather take I'd rather take my chances on upside. Yes. 
uh, rather than than go in that direction. Like Gabe Davis could be an also. We added Gabe Davis to the equation, yeah, right? Yeah, not like my we, headline. We, we signed Mike Evans, and also we added Gabe Davis into the mix as well. Oh, You'd sure. be great with yeah. that. Or we signed Michael Pittman, and we added Gabe Davis in as well. Just I those I, I, I want a headliner or go young. Yeah, That's Michael Pittman Jr. seems to be the guy that a lot of fans like too. I see it coming in on the text line. I've seen it on social media. Fans like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. We were going through that 2020 draft when they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If I'm not mistaken, the pick following or right following Clyde Edwards-Alaire was like Michael Pittman Jr. Like he he was a close, uh, you know, he was a top of the 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 order second round pick. Uh, when he was, uh, you know, drafted back in 2020, the same draft that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was drafted in. So I know a lot of fans have been enamored with Michael Pittman Jr. And he obviously is younger, only being in the league four years yeah, now. Two right? picks, yeah, 34. Two picks after him, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so obviously he's younger. He doesn't have that fifth-year option. Clearly, he's he is a free agent, and he only has four years in. And he's a really, really, really good wide receiver. But sometimes you just get, you know, set on something that you want and you go out there and and you want it. Like when I was a kid, I always wanted a pair of Cavaricis and Oakley sunglasses, right? I saved my money. I went out and got them. It was the dumbest purchase I ever made. But anyway, um, I think Mike Evans is in kind of that category for me. Like, that's the guy I really, really want. Go out there and get that guy. For some reason, I don't know why this spooks me. It shouldn't, but it does. It's like, well, he, well, he put up those numbers with a not-so-great quarterback. Yeah. We should be able to come here and really elevate to a bigger standard. And then you, you get here and they give you the same numbers. You're like, why? You're playing with Patrick. You know? yeah, right. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm some reason I'm spooked by him. Right. I don't, don't know why. And, and you know, he is over that age of, you know, that that line of 30. But again, he hasn't lost. Means, yeah, yeah, he yeah. hasn't lost a step. And, and I'm, talking about, people, I'm talking about Pittman, though. OK, I'm talking about Pittman here where, well, yeah, he's playing in name me his quarterbacks. He's playing Gardner with the Colts. Yeah. Oh, he's putting up the he's putting up a thousand yards and those. Well, he should come here and eat. Uh, for some reason, those scare me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm still burned by Richie James. Maybe could be. But fall. Richie James I, didn't do anything didn't with fall. the Giants. I did, I did fall for that one. We, he was good for the Giants. He was fine, you know. But, but you're like, well, he's but he's he, he was fine. Yeah, he's coming here now. He's going to be take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And and then hasn't. I'm like, okay. Um, but I don't think Richie James and, and so, Michael Pittman no, Jr. No, I'm not saying category. that. I'm saying some of the played with a crappy quarterback in another offense that put up numbers. Okay. Yeah. So like, are you concerned about Mike Evans then? Well, no, because okay. he played with Tom Brady. Yeah, he put up good numbers with Tom Brady, yeah, even, even with Gronk being there. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. The, see, that's the thing. Everybody you talk to, nobody is concerned about Michael yeah. or, uh, Mike Evans being over the age of 30, even though that usually is a big concern. And do you want four years for Pittman? I don't want four years for anybody. Correct, really, you know? right? Well, he's 26. <laughs> are you really think you're going to get him for anything, anything less than no, four or five? of course not. You know not. what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, Mike Evans could do you too, wouldn't he? Uh-huh. And that's where I am with Mike he Evans. Not, he might not either. That's where I am but with Chris Jones. Give that's, you two, right? That's where yeah. I. That's where I'd be. So there's there's a portion of that too. So that'd be my. That'd probably be my uh, my show. Right. The the only thing with Brandon Ayuk that makes it difficult is you have to give something up to get him. Right. Like Mike Evans, you don't have to give up collateral. You just have to give up money. Correct. Well, sometimes that's tough too. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah. Tough too. Yeah. Um. Why are y'all mad at? Why are you all mad at college sports today? Well, I, I always am mad at college sports because I think it's a it's a broken thing and it's a scam. Um, and and the article yesterday that I was reading about uh, student athletes and and whatnot comes from the uh, website Brobile and it, Brobible and it says NCAA president says making student athletes employees will kill off ninety five percent of college sports. And I start to read this article and and we start to hear about how the NIL is going to kill 
you know, college athletics. It's going to get rid of Division Two and Division Three sports because they simply can't afford to pay their student athletes. And this would be the NIL. This would be converting basically to employees. To employees, which is, right? Which is a different, which is indeed a different conversation. It, but it, it is. But it might be I your mean, cost of doing business it, exactly. And 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 here's what the head of the NCAA, Chuck uh, Chuck Baker, Chuck Baker, Charlie Baker, told a group of reporters. You're talking about 95. Is that bad that we don't no longer know that person? I know, right? I don't know who the president of the NCAA is. Yeah. Charles Baker, Charlie yeah. Baker. I don't know who the hell that is. You're talking about 95% of colleges that probably spend somewhere between 40 and 55 million on college sports and they lose money. They don't have TV contracts and nobody can look at their income statements or balance sheets and conclude there would be a way for them to make money. And I look at that and I go, I, I, I totally disagree. It's real easy to, <clears throat> excuse me, change college sports. It's a simple fix. Coaches don't need to be making seven figures, and people in the athletic department do not need to be making high six-figure salaries. It's pretty simple. If we're talking about college athletics and you want to continue to preach the student-athlete, then get the local gym teacher to be your head, head coach in all your sports and stop paying people that coach sports in your states as the highest state-paid employee. And well, then you can save money right there. I mean, think about the pork that is invested in these college athletic programs, what they pay coaches, what they pay assistant coaches, what they pay athletic directors, and what they pay all those hanger-ons at, at, at athletic departments. Do you, you really need 17 assistant ADs in charge of X? You don't. So if, if you want to sit there and go, well, there's no way we can save money. There's no way we can trim the fat. Oh, there's a big way you can trim the fat. You're the head basketball coach. You're making $150,000 a year. You're the athletic director. You're making $65,000 a year. And we got to rein in the salaries because there are way too many people in these athletic departments that are making way too much money that should not be making that money on the uh, on the behest of cutting sports and hurting the opportunity for student athletes. And that's where I fall into this category, right? Your kids are getting ready to go to college. Mine are getting ready to enter high school. You start to look at the opportunities that present themselves, and you're going to cut Division two and Division three sports or smaller Division one sports because you can't afford it, but yet you're still going to pay the athletic director $750,000 a year to walk around in a suit? Well, I would agree. Division two and Division three. I, I didn't realize we were talking about paying them. Well, no offense, I, yeah, right, right. Making them, making them, uh, employees. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Division One. That's right? what I was thinking. Right? right. Yeah. Well, we can't do something for Division One and not do it for Division Two and Division Three. No, well, you absolutely, ab can. absolutely, you can. Absolutely, can. they're already they're already divided by numbers. Right. <laughs> they're already considered different tiers. Correct. So yeah, you're not worried about that. Here's the other. If thing. you want to go to a Division One university, you're an employee. Right. And they have to hire you. If you go to Division Two, maybe it's a different it's a different set of rules. It's a different set of rules, and we've we've done that over the years. And like yes. we pick and choose rules that we yes. want to do in college sports, right? Because don't give me the, the. There's no way to have a playoff. Uh, Division Two has playoffs all the time. We, well, I mean that's we just deep. can't make this. He, it's where he, his tears that that lose me because at the top end, I don't know. Find me another business that they're just cutting you a fifty million dollar check every year, right? I think I think you can make that work in your budget, yeah, can't you? Yeah, I think you can. I think if, you're, you if TV's can. cutting you, or you know, we see these conferences all the time patting themselves on the back, right. for how much money they've distributed to their schools. Huh, seems like a nice chunk of change, right? I think you can get by on that. Yeah, absolutely. Now again, that, that, that. that that's not coming to Division Two. I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not worried about Division Two. Yeah, but also we don't need to be having conferences that expand from the East Coast to the West Coast, and we're right. spending all this money on travel time. Get you want, on the bus. You want to? You want to? You want to cut some some costs? Regionalized conferences. Right. 
Yeah. You want to you want to ride the around. bus to the game, play the game, ride your bus home. You want to mess around with football and basketball playing in different parts of the country? Fine. Money makers. Everybody else, you're playing regional conferences. Right. Sorry. We're not sending the volleyball team from Maryland nope. to UCLA. Nope. They're playing flight. an East Coast. They're playing an East Coast conference. Right. West Coast baseball. Sorry, you're playing in a West Coast league. Probably right. like that anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, every other sport you're playing in a different conference. But we based all, on geographics. But the first thing we always look money at that is, is cutting sports and taking away opportunity from the student athlete. No, we're not. We're not. I'm not. I'm not even doing that. This plan. This plan is just play closer to home. No, but this is what Charlie Baker wants. Charlie to Baker's do, trying right? to tell you the division two and division threes. Yeah. Name yeah. me a division three athlete that's going. Man, I'm just. I just had the opportunity to play here a little bit in college. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to do, man. Just kind of kind of have some fun and and play a sport like I'm in high school. That's again, awesome. Right? It's great. Fantastic. Great. Those opportunities will still be there. Right. We're not making them employees. Right. It's a totally different system. It's it's a completely different system. Division one, you can make employees and do your thing. Division two and division three. Hey, these are the rules we've come up with. Division two and division three. It's more like the rec league as opposed to, you know, playing in, you know, the big leagues. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. And yes, at the division one schools, we can find plenty. I think. Plenty of ways to cut the fat. Yeah, there's there's way too much money that's being invested in these coaches and athletic directors at Division One colleges. It's it's a waste of money. It really is. You're paying football coaches twelve million dollars a year, and you can you can cut on travel and you can cut all, all, all kinds that of stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you really need to take private jets everywhere you go? Fly commercial. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, you you want to cut? I can go through a college athletic budget today and cut out everything that's unnecessary out of that budget real fast. 50% pay cuts across the board for anybody in management. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's what they, I mean. It's like any company. It's what they do. They always want to cut the employees. They, and the management makes all this money. No, not in college athletics anymore. No you, more. You, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a facilitator no to help college. We, you can't sit there and preach student no. athlete and do no. things for the no, student no. athlete. And, you and then talk your... about cutting sports and paying these athletic well, not directors. Well, not me. No, but... not you. But I'm talking no, in I'm general. Saying, no, I'm saying that they're speaking from a, almost like an arrogant standpoint. Like, we need to do this. This is well, not me. Yeah, but. right, right. Well, we're going to cut, you know, department head salaries. Well, we, we we can't cut management. We're management. I don't give a rat's ass. What exactly are you doing? Because I've never once paid a ticket price to go watch an athletic director, athletic direct. Well, you're missing out. Uh, where exactly do we stand at running back? Uh, Isaiah Pacheco's under contract. Behind the center. <laughs> off, offset to offset the quarterback. Offset eye yeah, To the right or left yeah. of the quarterback and maybe a, a pistol formation right. sometimes. Um, Pacheco's under contract. Uh, McKinnon and CEH are not. LaMichael P. Ryan and Daneric Prince remain. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? I don't think so. And this could be a heavy running back market. Very No heavy. one's getting tagged. I know. Did you see it yesterday? Eckler, Barkley, Henry, Jacobs, yeah. Pollard, probably missing some. Uh, there will be a free agent out there mm-hmm. for the uh, for the uh, Chiefs, right? If the fit and 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 dollars are right, and the dollars might be right because no one's getting tagged, and I bet it's going to be like we've seen in recent years. Mm-hmm. We ain't getting a lot of great running back deals for running backs out right. there. They're Teams are getting some nice deals, but running backs aren't. There could be some. There could be some names you've heard of out there that the Chiefs could bring him to supplement their running back room. Well, it's going to be interesting to see March 13th is when free agency, you know, really gets started in the NFL. It's actually a little earlier this year than I thought. I thought March 17th, but whatever. Uh, March 13th is when free agency is supposed to start. There's going to be a run 
at the beginning of free agency. I think there's going to be a run on like a Chris Jones, a run on Legereus Sneed, a run on Mike Evans. You know, some of those big name players that are out there. I'm interested to see how the running back market is approached this year. Because you remember a year ago, all the running backs cried in their their hands. They they weren't getting paid. And they had the running back summit and all that kind of stuff. To me, other than Christian McCaffrey and maybe Saquon Barkley, I would sign for like a two-year deal type of thing. I don't know that I'm still a guy that wants to invest or feels comfortable investing, you know, in that running back position. I just think it's a position that gets so banged up. And at the end of the day, most of these guys get hurt. Their shelf life is very short and you end up, you know, with a bad contract. So I'm going to be interested to see how this gets approached this off season and how much crying we see from the running back position that we're not getting paid in the NFL. And and that's just kind of the, the you know, the circle of life right now in this league. Quarterbacks get paid, defensive linemen are getting paid, defensive backs are getting paid. The linebackers and the running backs are two positions I think in the NFL right now that aren't getting paid like they used to maybe back when, you know, when we were kids and those were the premier players on the field, the league has changed a lot and has realized that the running back position, especially the way that Andy Reid has done it with the running back position, you just don't need to go out there and invest a lot of money in that spot. So I'm going to be really interested to see what Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry and, you know, all of those guys, Austin Eckler, end up getting this off season and how that position is approached. Cause I don't think the, the league Josh is truly going to change the way that they've been doing business with the running back position over the last couple of years. No, I think you get some value there. Now I still would say right fit. Pacheco's my workhorse. Yeah. I'm looking for a McKinnon. Mm-hmm. That's is, an Austin Eckler. Is that more in the line of Eckler? Yeah. I and then Eckler's is. also there to, to maybe take a little bit of load off of Pacheco, because I still think you have to kind of, I think you have to kind of bring him along, mm-hmm. right? You have to, you have to pitch count a little bit, right? Yeah. He runs so hard. Whatever. Also, he's entering year three. Didn't he have surgery this year too? You know what I mean? Like this is guy's going to be perpetually banged up. Just the way he runs. Yeah. Well, right? it's also the nature of the position. And he's entering, but also in the back of my mind too, I'm like he's entering year three. Mm-hmm. I'm a four year guy now. Right. Right. So I got two more years of him. Right. How do I maximize his abilities and then also be in the back of your mind thinking, okay, then what's the next phase Right. after that? Maybe you don't have to worry about that now, but next year I think you certainly do. Right. So I, I still think it's a right fit because, you know, like Derrick Henry doesn't really make sense for me. Like, no, he's not the right you fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't really make sense for me. I'm not enamored with Pollard. Uh, necessarily those are just the names yesterday that none of them are getting franchise tagged right I know Barkley has intrigued you to a certain extent because he can do a lot of what Jared McKinnon does you know but better you know what I'm saying like 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 Saquon Barkley can make plays out of the backfield he can be a nice fit in this offense because he can catch the ball out of the backfield and do you do you like a Jared McKinnon but can also be an every down running back like Saquon Barkley is a really good player but I'm not giving him more than a two-year deal and I'm not overspending on Saquon Barkley that's why I'm, I'm wondering what the market is going to be like because he's been linked to Houston are the Texans going to go out there and drop a bunch of cash for a running back if they do I may question what they've been doing because they've got a good thing going right now you just don't want to get stuck in a contract that is going to come back to bite you and usually it's the running back whose contract does come back to bite you Christian McCaffrey is an outlier in all of this and if you said they were staying status quo I wouldn't be I think they can upgrade but even if they stayed status quo and they're like okay just the the second guy is LaMichael P. Ryan who was a second round draft pick as well. You know, right? like he was he was a guy that that has 
showed you little spurts and he's been okay. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, if you just did that and it was a combination of Pacheco and you found somebody to catch passes a little bit, maybe you can make that work. I'm just wondering if you can't find a slot, a slot guy between the two of them. Right. Like keep P Ryan around. He he fills the CEH role of last year. Sure. And then find and somebody then you got like an the, Austin Eckler in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That That's kind of the way I would do it. I wouldn't go out there and ignore the position because I think the position does need to be improved, but I'm not going to go out there and get myself in a bad contract to improve that position and overpay a running back where in two years you're going to be going, my God, this contract sucks. Mm-hmm. Arrest them all. That's the solution. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. I would give anything to do a tush push with Blaine Gabbert. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. So we discussed a little bit of the uh, the the court storm outrage that was going on yesterday. I think it was an addition of slow sports day. Um, not on our show, but just it's just just nationally going. Just nationally, it got it just got just insane. I don't think it was the definition of slow sports day. I think it was the definition of something happened to Duke. So let's all overreact because it happened to Duke when it's been going on for years. When it's been going on in the women's game, when it's been going on at every level, I saw uh, last night. I think it was um, Mississippi Valley State or Savannah State snapped a 29-game losing streak in college basketball. Oh, congratulations! The longest, the longest Division One college basketball losing streak. Guess what the crowd did at the end <laughs> of the game? The court? They stormed the court. I love it. They stormed the court at that game because they broke a 29-game well, losing John streak. John Shire is outraged. And, and somewhere, Jay Billis wants to put people in jail. I mean, like, seriously. Like, I that is really, correct. I really like Jay Billis. Yep. But this may be one of the, the, on the Mount Rushmore, of some of the worst takes in sports history. Jalem. You don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is, once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, there's no accountability for this. It, 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 the fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it. And the truth is we like it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And Why so, are we trying to take all the fun out of sports? so we're going to arrest a college kid who is there instead of studying. Right. Right, yeah, as Jerome Tang wants right. you to be, right? So yeah. he's the, the the person that's there said just just going down and having fun and, and doing this. And we're gonna we're gonna ticket them and and put them in jail, and they have to call their parents and get bailed out. Right. What a bunch of hoo ha. Yeah. What a terrible take by Jay Billis. Like that's one where you probably go, oh, you know, never what? happen again. Okay, I uh, guess right. I'm sure. Yeah, because when you arrest somebody for something, the whole world stops doing it. Again, how about you get more security? Right. A better plan. I told you, get a horse. Get them. Off the court. Have Get the a opponents horse off the court. in the arena to block the fans until the guys are off the court. It takes you like 25, 30 seconds. Get everybody off the court. Let the horse back out and then go do your thing. Like, I don't understand why this is because well, I do understand, Josh, because it's Duke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why it's that's why it's because nobody's talking right about Mississippi Valley State storming the court last yeah, night. Yeah. They stormed the court after yeah, a win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Caitlin Clark got knocked down. We talked about it for like 30 seconds and Again, everybody moved on. They need to get her off the court. Right. 
You need to get the opponent off the court. That's the biggest part of it. Get the opponent off the court. Bill Self uh, weighed in on this uh, yesterday, and uh, obviously they've been stormed <laughs> yeah. on the road, and uh, you know they've figured it out. I certainly don't think it ever should be let them do as they want. I think, uh, uh, and we've 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 probably been stormed on uh, uh, about as much as anybody. I would think at least there was a period of time like every every uh, road loss we had on a home court it seemed like it was a court storming. Uh, we've actually gotten uh, uh, better at it because of the way you can prep your team in certain ways and a lot of the the, the safety measures <clears throat> up until recently I think has been with the <clears throat> the visiting team uh, educating their own players Andy? how to handle it and I mean like calling a timeout with 15 seconds left and it's a 10 point game just to get guys out of the game or whatever or tell them okay don't go out there by stand next to the sideline you know those things happen but even with that, that should not be the responsibility of the visiting team to educate their guys. I, I don't like it. I wish they would uh, uh, legal, outlaw, but I would think the leagues could certainly put stiff enough penalties down uh, on places that do that would certainly deter those things from ever happening. Uh at least in my standpoint, and, and the one that, that everyone's talking about as of recently, that was one of the quickest ones I've ever seen. I mean, that that happened so fast, and if you don't have the proper security in a situation like that, uh, uh, it, it would be hard to imagine that fans do not come in contact with visiting players, which could lead, obviously, to injuries or maybe uh, 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 legal things down the road. So uh, I, I would hope they could just totally do away with them. We haven't stormed a court here. I don't know if we ever have in, in yeah, you've you never know, my should, time, but even uh, before that. And and I'm not saying that, 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 that in any way, shape, or form that that's the way it has to be or we're the standard. But uh, – uh, I do believe uh, it's gotten way out of control. Who the hell is Kansas going to storm the court for? Well, they did have an upset earlier this year. I mean, I mean yeah. upset Houston. I mean, but right. they, you know, they're four spots behind them. I don't know. If it's not really like an upset. Storm. They're really not in a position to do it for the most part, right? Right. right. But I think if you're a school like Wake Forest, <clears throat> I do you have like Duke said, coming in. You get more security on that thing yes, just in case. Yes. And I know. Oh, it's going to cost more money. Yeah, I know. God forbid we can't afford security, something in college athletics. Security lineup, shoulder to shoulder, and some rope. Right. Done. Done. Get the guys off the floor. We, get and the, move. we escort right. them to the tunnel. We get them off the floor. Right. You and have and them. I'm talking rope like you used to climb in and, gym class, and not some of that thread that you used to knit. We've all acknowledged, yes, that that one at Wake Forest looked like a uh, a uh, not a flood, not mm. a tsunami, right? Uh, when the uh, a tsunami flood, you know, when the 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 mountain the snow comes down the mountain avalanche avalanche yeah, God, there you go. yeah. it looked like an avalanche it, it was so yeah, fast it was fast it was so fast I'll but give you also that. too as the text line points out you're down four with one point seven left. Call a timeout. Get your stars out of the game. You're not winning this thing. Correct. And then you have people lined up right in front of the student section. Right. With with rope. Because, again, you're going to ask the again, elderly. If you're, like, you're going to run the security to... guy over, then I am charging you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's because that's assault. At that point in time, that right? is assault, right? So I'm going here. We're getting the team off the floor. Come on the floor. Have fun. And, okay, and, go and, have fun. And you know what? It's also up to the university to make these announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, we know there may be an opportunity to win please this let game. Us get the, please, please let us get the, let us get team the off players floor. off yeah. the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Once they're off the floor, you can storm the court. Come hang out with your team. Right. And, <laughs> and, 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 and if anybody storms the court before we give the okay, then, then maybe yeah. you can give them a ticket or something yeah. for not, whatever you want to do at that point in time. But you've got to set those parameters because I don't believe the universities are doing everything no. they possibly can it's on them. It's on them to, for me. to make the, the, the play safe. It's not on the fans. You know what's going to happen. You're aware of what's going to happen. You can feel it in the building that this moment is coming. Did you do what you needed to do? Did you get on the PA? Did you line up security? Did you have a horse? Bob, you've seen these. You've seen these athletic department budgets. They can't possibly they can't afford possibly afford, <laughs> afford a security horse. or a horse. You, no, you can't afford a horse. I mean, the horses. That's beyond. That's Doesn't every campus have a horse. That's beyond. Like, aren't there, aren't there horses all over campus? Yeah. Like doing things like the equine department. I can't, I can't imagine the horse on a hardwood court is going to do you any, any good. Scare the hell out of me. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I think it's going like, to cause too much damage. I don't want. I don't want the well, horse. You got, you got a budget. I mean, I we tear down goalposts and we figure it it's out. Right? Just, it's just the last. <laughs> 48 hours of this has just been amazing. Oh, like, it's, we're it's, it's really getting sickening. this worked up like, when it's it, a very simple solution. Handle it yourselves. Yeah. Put it on your, stop putting it on the kids and put it on the facilities. Right. And the schools. Yeah. You have to have security in place. Bring everybody down. You don't need to escort them to the, to the, uh, to the exits safely. Mm-hmm. They all need to get down to the floor and we're lining up. That's right. And if anybody runs them over, then we'll, then we'll deal with with uh, the repercussions. Absolutely, right? right. Yeah, you, it's, it's on you. It's on the university. But you gave them a free run at the Duke players. Of course, someone's going to run into Duke players. Of course, it's going to happen. It, and, and nobody did it on purpose. No, no, no. And if you did do it on purpose, then you're scum. I had to, I had to laugh, too. It said uh, Kyle Filipowski sore. Status is questionable. He's playing in the next game. Don't yeah, we, of course don't he is. Give me this crap that he's going to be out because he, because he, you guys ran into him on purpose. No, he didn't. He, he did a spin move and tripped over somebody. And, and, and as Jay Billis said, we like it. And this morning I wake up, yes, and the first thing I see on yes. Sports Center is Mississippi Valley State of fans course. storming the court. Yeah, yeah. Where's the outrage there? Well, you know, ESPN can do both of those things very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but where's the outrage? Why aren't we talking about that this morning ad nauseum? Because it happened to a Duke player on a Saturday. Yeah. We've all lost our mind, and Billis wants to put you in jail. They need to hire the lady in the red coat that patrolled the baseline. That's right. Sprint, center. sprint center. She would train everybody on how to get the people off the floor. Then you can storm the court. Mm-hmm. Red jacket lady. Red, red jacket, jacket lady. lady. No one yeah. ran by her. Nobody. Never saw it. No, never. never happened. No, she was great. Whatever happened to her? She's still down. Da- I don't think she's down there anymore. I and I, I think they changed that. their jackets to magenta. Oh, that's true. That's true. That is. That's very true. Yeah. Well, like that is a good color. It is. It's a, a great color. color. Um, I'm a big T-Mobile fan. Is enough enough? Because Bob doesn't want this much in his headline. Next. Hey, this is Trent McDuffie. Wake up with Vesco in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com.
I don't know if air guitar is well left-handed. Why don't you do it the other way then, Josh? Jimmy. Because you got to hear Jimmy. You got to hear Jimmy. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> you all right? Just looked at the screen and what were they doing? Oh, yeah. That overhead shot. That of, overhead shot of John Shire getting Kyle hit on Phillip, the court. Kyle Filipowski's oh my God, never going to play again. Somewhere eating cheese. Never playing again. I tell you what, this is very disappointing. Oh, God, blow it out your ass, all you. It's freaking court storming. Nobody did anything when Jamari Trailer got, you know, a, you know, run over. What did you make that face for? What did I say wrong? Well, you had two words close together that sounded like those. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, it was close. I couldn't tell if there was a hole involved <laughs> yeah. or all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said blow it out your <laughs> Yeah, it was ass. close. It right, was close. But, but all what of followed you. was all of you. Hole or all. Uh, all. All of you. No, okay, all, okay. Yeah, all of you. It was close. Yeah, so. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was close. It was. It was very, very, very close. <sighs> I called somebody. Who farted on the outside? It's close. Who farted in the winner's circle? I mean, when Jamari Trailer got, you know, attacked by the K-State fans, nobody reacted the way that they did. You know, like they're doing because of a Duke player. Like, I'm just so disgusted over Duke. Puke. Well, there's a long time ago, remember that, like, uh, that uh, Nebraska kicker or whatever punched somebody. Remember? No. The guy ran on the field. The students ran on the field. He's like, and he got ended up getting charged, I believe, a number of years ago now. But this has been happening forever. My court stormed in college was awesome. I because I went to KU. We it's don't do that. Of course, there. you don't do that. We did. But who are we going to beat? That we like maybe UCLA. My freshman year in '95. I, I remember mean, court storming a non-con game. We beat like fifth rank North Carolina. It was that's awesome. Great. It that's was awesome. a big win. Yeah. Who was your coach? Floyd Hayden. Uh, would have been Tom Davis. Oh. Doctor Tom. Never heard of him. What was he a doctor of exactly? Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Good he, guy. Was he a good, good coach, guy. though? I mean, yeah, like, good, coach. good coach. Really he, good guy, too. He, he produced Steve Alford, right? His coaching tree is very nice, <laughs> yes. No, not correct. Not correct. But, yeah, we we field stormed. We court stormed. It was great. Mm-hmm. There were some really ridiculous ones, too. You're like, why are we on the field? This is this is totally dumb. I mean, KU. We it was would, homecoming we would, for Indiana when you were like, beat Indiana. Why are we on the field? Oh, well, we're on the field. It's right. fun. Like, we, we stormed the field a lot at KU when I was there, and that was most of the time to protect the goalpost from the K-State fans because <laughs> they would storm the field. I, yeah. I remember distinctly going out yeah. there, seeing K-State fans beat us and then yeah. storm the field, and we're like, we got to defend our turf. Yeah, there was one and season. I remember one of my fraternity brothers like running down the field, seeing a K-State fan and clocking this guy yeah. and dropping, and we're like, we just kept going right yeah. up the hill. Yeah, there was there was one season that I, I, I'd have to look at the schedule, but it was it was the – I remember North Carolina, and it had to be a non-con game, right, because you're not playing that later. So, well, who knows anymore? That could be a conference game. <laughs> well, eventually it could be, but at that time it was not. But I remember that year, and that that fueled like multiple, like multiple court stores. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it was fun. It's fun. Like it college, you're supposed to have fun. Like yeah. it was taking yeah, the fun again, out of life. Get the get the opponents off the floor. I mean, look at this thing. It's this. This is not on the Wake Forest kids. No, it's on the Wake Forest security. Yeah, they're, they're just coming. They're flying out of the stands. Are there? Is there even any security out there? Up oh, there goes the uh, the Mike Krzyzewski two point and then uh, John Shire's. Oh my God! Reaction as if yeah. John Shire acted like the world just ended. No man left behind. Oh my ridiculous. goodness! All right, so if you're if you're not perusing those headlines, um, have you have you hit your your peak? I don't. I'm full. I'm fully into page six in the New York Post. I, can't I, I can't 
can't have enough of it. I think I hit my peak with the Travis Taylor stuff from their perspective. Like if you're Travis Kelsey, everything you do is reported on now. Yeah, you're yeah. If you weren't under the public eye before, you are now. Yeah, I mean, everything. my god, like every day they're like there are f- stories after story, and, and none of them are even stories. Travis Kelsey went to the grocery store today and bought a kumquat and a cantaloupe. And people are like, oh, my God, did you see? What is he going to do with the cantaloupe? Is he going to cook it? And where's Taylor? Right. Why isn't Taylor no, I, there with the cantaloupe, too? Does she not like cantaloupe? Is I, she mad at him because he didn't get a honeydew? I mean, I one, I think he'll handle it well. But, I think so, too. But I just but, I can only imagine the exhaustive nature of this. Now, this is the realm you've entered. You're in a different plane now. Yeah, you really Not are. Private plane or whatever. You're on a different level. Yeah, you got air. <laughs> You're in a different plane, yeah. probably too. Now you're probably in a different class of plane now. Yeah, even for Travis Kelsey. But I mean, I, I think I saw one of the most r- well-written articles on page six the other day. I think it's like Pulitzer material. Okay. I mean, it was. The headline reads: Travis Kelsey lands in Las Vegas after whirlwind two-day trip to Sydney to see Taylor Swift. Okay, and it is it is the most well-written, well-researched, uh, sourced article I've ever read. Mm-hmm. It's it was fantastic. Travis Kelsey is officially back in Sin City, according to People. Okay, People Magazine or just People in people general? People Magazine. Okay, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs tight end, comma thirty-four, comma appears to have landed in Las Vegas Saturday, close to eleven thirty a.m. local time, after traveling more than thirteen hours, according to online flight records. Mm-hmm. Kelsey departed Sydney after a short two-day trip to see girlfriend Taylor Swift on Saturday around twelve twenty-two p.m. local time in Australia, per the records. He remained on the plane for about nine hours before arriving at Daniel K. International Airport in Hawaii and then jet set off again for more than four hours in order to reach his final destination in Nevada. Page six confirmed Friday, Kelsey was headed back to the U.S. to reunite with Patrick Mahomes and the rest of his team to continue celebrating their Super Bowl 24 uh, 2024 win against San Francisco 49ers. Swift had to stay behind as she has two more shows scheduled in Sydney on Sunday and Monday, and she will then had continue to stay the behind. international leg of her era's tour in Singapore. I mean, it goes on. This was the, I mean, I read this article. and like, this is award winning. It's sourced. It's accurate. It is. It, 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 I, it's, I, I need more. Of this. I, I just read it now and I go, I can't imagine being Travis Kelsey. And every day you're waking up and somebody said they saw you, you know, in Las Vegas. And then you were in Kansas City. And then Taylor Swift is nowhere to be found. Like people don't have their separate lives and do their things. Right now, the uh, the follow up is where you have to be careful. Follow up story from page six. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey downs champagne while surrounded by women at Vegas club after leaving Taylor Swift in Australia. Hey, like you're at a club. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Let me tell you something. He's like, in a different. He's in a different sphere now. Let me tell you something. Okay. So you got to stay off. Na 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 na. And page six. All right. Because you know page six is slogan, right? If it bleeds, it leads. If you don't want it on page six, don't do it. That is literally their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> don't do what live your life anything anything you don't want reported because we're gonna get you i don't know why they he didn't report entered that realm i don't know why they didn't report on me saturday night rusty nail saloon scottsdale arizona i was dancing and my wife was in kansas city oh you're lucky they don't report that stuff you're not in that realm hate to break it to you i'm not you're not in that sphere damn so trav better be careful everyone's watching Everyone's watching. You've been to clubs that are packed before, right? I try to avoid that. <laughs> and now you do, but you you have in the past. We've all been to clubs that's crowded. I don't, know, crowded. I ever, I don't I've never been to a club. You've never been to a bar that's crowded. Yeah, I'm saying that's different than a club or something like that. People are dancing. That's different I mean, than a club. Well, it's the same thing. It's the same concept. People are all in a, in a pile together. Everybody's standing there. You're gonna smell like cigarettes. Yeah. 
Not so much anymore, unless you're like in St. Joe. Well, I mean, I'm saying that's the last time I've ever been to a crowded bar. That's the bar. last time you've been to a crowded bar? Yeah. Josh's like, five people there, I'm moving on to the yeah, next yeah. one. Yeah, see ya. Hey, when you got a friend that's singing that night, you go and see them, right? And and it's fun. And, and yeah, you're, you're, people are dancing and having a good time. It's called life. Like, I, I just don't understand, like, if I'm Travis, how you you handle that, man. It's got to be just exhausting right now. And then this poor Ross Travis guy gets thrown into the mix, too. Now they're following this guy's every move. So, I didn't know who he was when he played for the Chiefs. Uh, now I, we're following, like, here's five things you need to know about Travis Kelsey's friend, Ross Travis. Who is this Ross Travis that's with him? I've seen like, those articles, too. Like, and I remember God. Ross Travis because I was mad that they gave him Tony Gonzalez 88. Mm-hmm. He was a. I remember that. He was yeah. a member of the Chiefs. I'm like, what are we doing giving Tony Gonzalez's number out? Yeah. And Ross Travis was a was a tight end and <laughs> right former roommate apparently of Travis Kelsey. He's been traveling with them a little bit, and so now he is page six five. Right. People are talking about this Ross Travis. What's the best thing that's ever happened to Ross Travis. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. Ross Travis went to Trader Joe's, and boy, <laughs> you should have seen his shopping cart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different world. Yeah. From he the, entered a, a different zone. From the 913, backup, cook the cantaloupe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Sometimes people cook their fruit. Sure. Like pineapple, you grill pineapple, it brings out the sweetness, right? Tomato. Tomato, I yeah. You cook, cook, cook. I don't like cooked tomatoes, though. Like, that. that is just like, I don't know, man. They're like, the texture of that. Have you ever grilled cantaloupe? People grill that kind of stuff, yeah. don't they? Get a little yeah. grill mark on there, bring out the sweetness, get the, the, the sugar to pop. It's all about the pop. So pay, let's see, page six, got anything more? I'm sure they wrote a piece about court storm. No, now, now, now the story is about Colin Cowherd having his house robbed. This is and, unreal. And thinking that they were trying to find Taylor Swift. Excuse me? Is this Colin Cowherd's way of telling you I live by Taylor Swift? I think this is okay. what this all is, right? right? Just, just checking. Right. Fox Sports. Good for him, I guess. Yeah, from the New York Post. But it's scary. The story is also scary. It is. Colin Coward said he was burglarized recently and questioned if Taylor Swift was the intended target. And you're like, what? Yeah, I'm like, okay, I got to click on this one. This is interesting now. Colin Coward trying to, you know, show you that he lives by Taylor Swift, right? This is like, you know, I'm showing my cards type of thing, right? Friday night, it's 930. We go out and then we come home and we pull into the driveway. My wife and I... And there's a car parked in the driveway, Coward said. So I pull in behind the car and I walk up to it with my phone. I asked this young girl. She rolls down her window and her dog starts barking. I said, can I ask why you're here? And she pauses. Well, I was just wondering if your house is for sale. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting robbed. Her boyfriend's in the house. So I call 911 and give them the address. Well, the way with the Westerly Rhode Island police, they're fantastic, he continued. They come flying down the street. Taylor Swift lives 10 houses away. Does a young girl think this is Taylor Swift's house? But the guy was in the house. Right. I guess my point is when we discovered that Taylor Swift was 10 houses away, I was kind of like, well, that doesn't hurt the property value. There's been stories about if multiple people being around the property. I mean, Taylor Swift is the biggest star in the world. The biggest star. Beautiful, talented. It really did make me think, oh, my God, because this young lady had no idea who I was. Who cares? Who are you, really? I mean, she doesn't care, but I got my wife in the car. I got to protect my wife. Scary, though. The person's in your house. Yeah. 
thinking it might be Taylor Swift's house. Maybe Taylor Swift's house, but that's going to be scary for Taylor Swift. Or they're just robbing people, and they just happen to be at your house because you live in a big house near Taylor Swift. And then I mentioned Taylor Swift lives down the street. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I've seen Taylor Swift walking the dog in the neighborhood before. She's been at our Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's just kind of like inserting yourself into a story. Good job by you. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But I, I, the headline was so bizarre. Colin Coward's house was robbed thinking he th- and he thinks that they were looking for Taylor Swift. Are you hiding her at your house? <laughs> People are weird, man. It's a good job. Like it's you're a- stalking neighborhoods to find a singer? I never understood that. I, I, would, I don't get I would that. more likely lean towards their casing houses they're casing in a nice houses, neighborhood. Right. In a, yeah, right. I probably wouldn't jump to the older looking for Taylor conclusion, but, you know, right. it's a good way to get Taylor and... Colin Cowherd in the same sentence for Colin Cowherd. Right. Uh, I guess a salary cap increase is, is kind of like your tax refund. Well, let's spend it next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, joins Bob and Josh every Friday at 730. Right here on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Josh, I got some breaking news from the worldwide leader in sports okay. today. All right. Court storming bad. No, oh. no. They are reporting that Patrick Mahomes will be the starting quarterback for the Chiefs in 2024. On opening day. On opening day. Oh, thank goodness. They say he's locked in. That's good. That's good. He's locked in on opening day. Yeah, here's the locked headline. In. 32 NFL teams, 32 quarterback predictions. Let's, let's name a week one starter for every offense. I'm like, it's actually right. kind of fun. I mean, it, I yeah. mean, our team's really fun to do that because it's, yeah. But some other teams with the question marks, it's kind of a fun exercise. Guess who they have in Atlanta? Uh, not there yet. Not there yet. No. Is that? I mean, it's a like. No, they have a name. No, they have a name. They literally have a name for every. What's Atlanta pick? What number? I don't know. They're like f- top five. Maybe I have no idea where. So they're who's picking. after Drake May? Um, Drake May, who we'll get to in a little bit. Just a terrible comparison for the poor kid. I feel bad. Um, wait, Atlanta is getting. I'm just gonna say Jane Daniels. No, Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay, I thought they were drafting a guy. Nope, Kirk Cousins in Atlanta. Okay, yeah. projected starter for Baltimore. <laughs> I would think it's Lamar. It is. Okay, Buffalo. Um, Kyle Allen. Yes, very good. Projected starter for the Bears. Oh, boy. I, I better be Caleb Williams. It is. Yeah, they got Caleb Williams on the list. Although, yeah. it's the Bears, so I, I'm i not ruling out a... I'm not ruling out, like, Jeff Hostetler. <laughs> just a just a random backup. It's going to take some heat off Caleb Williams for yeah. a couple of weeks. There we go. Let's get Kyle so I'm not, here. I'm, I'm not as confident on that one. All right. Denver Broncos. Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you. I... Are they really going to be able to unload Russell? I think they just have to. You just got to rip the Band-Aid off that thing. And so with the gonna, salary cap being much higher. They're just going to eat it. Yeah. They're just going to eat it. Right. Um, Denver. Let's see. Teddy Bridgewater's out. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I think, is done, right? I have no idea anymore. Um, Nobody's ever really done. <laughs> All right. Let's just get to J.J. McCarthy. 
Okay, so they're drafting a guy too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, actually, it's great. I yeah. love it. They have Michael Penix Jr. going to the Raiders. I think Penix is the best quarterback in the draft. He's my favorite. Is he going to start week one? Yeah. For the for so everybody's starting their everybody's starting their rookies week one. Guess who the starter they were projecting for the Minnesota Vikings in 2024 week one? Kyle Trask. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson, a Viking? Like, if you're a Viking fan, how do you, like, I, I quit. If, if I'm a Viking fan and Russell Wilson's my starting quarterback, I quit being a fan. I'm out. New England, they have Jaden Daniels, who I love as well. New England? Uh-huh. Uh, let's I don't see. hate that. Uh, da, 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 I don't hate that either. Justin Although, Fields to how, Pittsburgh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So does that mean they're not getting Marv? Who? New England. Wasn't New England going to draft Marv? Marv who? Marv Harrison. Oh, oh, I was thinking quarterbacks. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I guess not. Pittsburgh, they have Justin right, Fields. Right, because if you're going to take Jane Daniels, can you, can you get him later? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then Drake May going to the commodes. Well, he's going to start. Yeah. Although Sam Howell maybe was just ruined by... Ruined by Eric Bieniemy. Ruined by Eric Bieniemy, according to reports. Tiki Barber said that Eric Bieniemy ruined uh, Kyle Trask. Well, that'd be interesting. Actually, I I like this a lot now, because if you say that... Jane Daniels is starting for the Patriots at three. That's one more spot. Marv slips. Yeah, they they. I saw a mock draft yesterday that had Marv going four to Arizona and teaming up with Kyler Murray. If I'm Marv, I'm like, I ain't going to that. I'm not going. Who there. Arizona tweeted out yesterday? Your franchise quarterback, right? And had pictures of Kyler Murray. So I guess they're all in, right? Which was the quote tweet by Andrew Brandt was, and in other news, Kyler Murray is available. <laughs> Name your best offer, right? I mean, the Patriots, I mean, I, I get it. The Patriots have to get a quarterback, right? Yeah, you can't have mom jeans back. But that's where I actually get Marvin Harrison and then find myself a stopgap quarterback rather if, than grabbing. If, yeah, if I'm the Patriots, I'm I'm finding, you know, Joe Flacco and going and drafting Marvin Harrison and buying myself a Kirk year. Kirk Cousins. Kirk oh. Cousins, yeah. I love Kirk Cousins, man. I think he's just a really, really good quarterback. I would want Kirk Cousins to mentor my my rookie. Absolutely, if he's willing to do it. You just asked him nicely. Yeah, if you asked him nicely, he's, he's such like, a nice guy. Yeah. So you go out Give and you sign Cole's cash. He'll yeah, do it. Yeah, right. You go sign Kirk Cousins and then you draft a guy. Like you try to set up the Alex Smith thing here. You do as this. Best you can right. I'll chop down a tree and cut the firewood for you for your pit. Now do the whole thing. Yeah, like Kirk would Cousins you just is. Do it? You can still have Tuesdays off. Mm-hmm. You do the whole the whole bit, but I want you to come in here and show the next guy how to prepare. Correct. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's do this. But yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, he's my, he's my mentor to my next guy. So if you're Minnesota, you're getting Russell Wilson, according to this article, and yeah. if you're Pittsburgh, you're getting Justin Fields. If I'm a fan yeah. base of either of those, I quit. I'm out. That, that 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 doesn't give you any hope. Like how, if you're any team that gets Russell Wilson. As a fan base, can you be excited about what you just saw over the last two years? You're not getting Russell Wilson from Seattle. You're getting Russell Wilson from Denver, which is akin to getting Joe Namath from the Rams and Emmett Smith from the Cardinals and Harmon Killebrew from the Royals. Like You're getting these guys at the tail end of their career that had wonderful days, but they're not having wonderful days anymore. On another note, why is it? Pete Carroll, now that he's retired, not on a I told you so tour. He should be, right? Yeah. Because he's not a jerk. He's not like me. Like, we got out ahead of this one, everyone. Didn't you? Yeah. 
Didn't you see what we did here? Right. You guys were saying it was quarterback or coach. I showed you. It was the we coach. made the right yeah, call. We made the right decision. Then he, he fired like, me. He's like screaming this from everywhere. Yeah. He's on every show saying, "Told you so" about Russell Wilson. Right. We tried. We tried to accentuate his skill set. He didn't want to do it. Right. We moved him on. And guess what? On. Same crap's happening elsewhere. Yeah. God. Now he wants to win two and five. Right, which is not happening. He go two and five, maybe. Right. Like actually, start the two season, wins two and, and five, five losses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not going to it, two like, Super Bowls and. If you're Justin Jefferson too, you already don't want to play without Kirk Cousins, and then they say your new quarterback is Russell Wilson. If I'm Justin Jefferson, I quit. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. You know, I, I love the city and everything else, but you know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. So, the thing that I I, I want to do is, is, is win. Man. That's all. That's all I care about. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Russell Wilson. Oh, I'm on the I am athlete pod with terrific music. Here's Musical the thing, interlude. guys. I just want a job. I don't care where it is. That's what Russell Wilson should be saying. I want two titles in five years. Here's Barry White. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Russell Wilson. Wants two titles in five years. He said two and five. Let's sing to that. Two, two and titles in five years. Two and five. Unlimited diarrhea. Unlimited. That ain't the truth. Yeah. And that Pittsburgh. That, that's what the that's what the fan base of his new team's gonna have. Unlimited diarrhea. <laughs> this is what you're giving me. And then if you're Pittsburgh, ooh. oh my God, I can't keep Kenny Pickett at I this mean, point. We've probably not even secretly. We have. Laughed at them from afar. Pittsburgh? Yeah, you and I. Yeah, kind of. We like kind of watch what's like. They were trying to run Tomlin out. Just silly. Right. They wanted, they were obsessed with their offensive coordinator and getting him gone. They got him gone, yeah. And then now suddenly Kenny Pickett's the worst. Yeah. And then he's barely, barely played. And you changed offensive coordinators on him. Yeah. But, and then. Justin, you, you're saddled with Justin Fields. Good luck. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, if you're a Pittsburgh fan and they announce Justin Fields as the new quarterback, Ugh. does that excite you? I, no. I don't think that it does. Like, the quarterback position, as we found out, and look, we're blessed. We He's really thrown are, for right? 162 yards per game in his NFL career. Ugh. That ain't going to get done. It's just such an important position. You've got to have somebody that's good, not somebody that you think may have an opportunity. No, ugh, no. Their quarterback situation is bad. bad. I just Pittsburgh. wouldn't. I just wouldn't trade into another bad one. No, that's the that. other thing. You're going from a bad quarterback to a batter quarterback. All right, so let's uh, let's spend people's money. Yeah, because the salary cap is going up big. It's like getting a tax refund this year, right? I bet right. it's going up like fifty million dollars. Right. Of course, if you get a tax refund, what you do? You yeah, blow it. You blow right? it. Again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can't invest that bad boy. Oh, my wife's like, we're going to put a little bit of the tax refund away this year. No, we're not. Nobody does that, right? Well, you hope there's just another bill that needs to be right, paid. Right, exactly. That's, that, the, that's, that's ultimately all. what happens, right? There's something else that needs to be paid off, right? So if you're if you're getting your tax refund, right, what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you know, keep the money. You're going to save it. You're going to pay off bills. You're going to take a trip. You're going to go to Costco. Like, what are you going to do with the extra money? And even with the increase in the cap, the Chiefs are still $28 million under the cap. Nice. So what do you want to see them do? 
Do you want to see him pay off bills? Do you want to see him splurge a little bit? You want to see him go to Costco, buy some things that you may, you know, you're stocking up on for me. Like if I'm going to pay off some bills, that means I'm paying Chris Jones. I'm making sure Chris Jones is taken care of, giving him that legacy type contract and, and, and moving forward. Cause I think that's what they're going to do. Like that's the paying off the bills. That's not adding anything new. That's keeping what you have, paying everything off and taking a deep breath. We don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. I, I, I find paying off bills is the smart way to go. Right. Very, and, right. and, and that's kind of where way to Chris go. Jones we is, can yeah. debate if, if you think that's a smart way to go. Right. Right. Like everybody can have their kind of opinion on that. Right. So for me, paying off the bills would be getting ahead on something. Okay. So there'd be like a Bolton Creed or Trey. Yeah. All <laughs> getting right. one of those to sign at an affordable rate, but get them done a little bit early. Get I'm kind of paying off, paying yeah. off that, paying off that payment before my interest rate kicks in sure right you, you, so I'm, I'm taking the smart approach so my paying off bills would be getting ahead on okay one of the next class okay now which I was, probably won't happen but yeah probably not this year no. but if, if i was, it doesn't need to it doesn't need yeah, to doesn't no, need there's to no either. need to right now right in the nfl especially you give somebody a contract they go out and get hurt and then you're screwed well, that's, what, that's what i would value is paying off bills paying you know? off bills yeah. see i'm paying off Although bills you like to, you do need i to got chris bills. jones i'm gonna just yeah. pay that bill off and yeah. just take care of business right he'd be more in my splurge category probably. see for me in my splurge category that's where saquon barkley yeah. comes in he's a splurge to me right because i look at saquon barkley as the type of guy that you really don't need and you really don't necessarily have to have. But, hell, I got this extra money lying around. I've always wanted to see what I could do with Saquon Barkley in this offense. I'll splurge for two years of Saquon Barkley. That works. Uh, my splurge would be Mike Evans, actually. Okay. Because my splurge would be, I also got to say, this is what I got this money for. Right. If I'm not if I'm not spending this money on Mike Evans, what am I what am I spending this money for? So okay. my splurge would be Mike Evans. Okay. All right. So and then my going to Costco, like I'm stocking up on things that I need, that's my Mike Evans because I need a wide receiver. There's no question. You're, you know, you got Rashi Rice. And that's really it right now in that wide receiver room, right? So my thing, I'm going to Costco, I'm stocking up on what I need, and I'm going out there, and I may pay a little bit more for it. But I'm going and getting Mike Evans, and that that's my trip to Costco, stocking up on somebody that I really need to make me better. And I'm a Samser, so uh, if I'm going to Sam's, I'm sh- I'm shopping in bulk. Mm-hmm. So uh, something like linemen. Just going out and getting all the linemen. <laughs> give me Jets def- cut defensive and offensive linemen. Give me like a three pack. Okay. Give me give me give me a defensive lineman. Sam's or Costco, it's like a minimum of a four pack. Yeah, sometimes I get you get the three pack of like wipes. You know, but then I they, thought those came in. Four. They did expand it to four for a while yeah. and get the threes, whatever. Uh, and then they reduced it to three and charge you the same right, as four. Right. Um, you know, that that third catch up, like that third yeah. catch up, you just don't get through. I don't yeah, know. It's yeah. too much. It's too many. But so something bulk. So I'm going I'm going lineman. Give me a, uh, you know, if you get a, a drafted guy that's kind of a, you know, the next wave at, at guard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, you find me a tackle. You can always use defensive linemen. Heck, if Chris Jones gets away, you really probably need to. To bulk up a defensive tackle, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm getting my I'm getting my lineman Sam's. What about Shaq Barrett? He was just cut by the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. No, I don't think so. He's a name people are gonna. I know. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm I. I don't really need a linebacker right now. No, and I'm I'm not I'm not delving into everybody who's cut by somebody. Right. Oh God, no. But, just, but that's, that's where we go. Should he come to Kansas City? No, I know. Yeah. I understand. I understand. So the, that's how we spent our. Uh, it's all gone. We spent. <laughs> it's just like tax season. It's all right. gone. It's it's torched from the five, six, three. Are you of the opinion that great QBs grow on trees? Because that's what you make it sound like, like it's yeah. easy and the league is full of great quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the, they're not quarterbacks that are grown on trees. It's very rare to have a good quarterback. We just have the one we, we we're very fortunate to have a quarterback. And if you don't have a legit quarterback, you just don't stand a chance in this league. Look at the teams that win. Who are the teams that were on top this year? 
the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, right? What did they all have? Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, right? Look at the NFC. I guess you could say Brock Purdy's a good quarterback now. He took his team. Jalen Hurts, he, you know, he's a good quarterback right now. You know, you got Matthew Stafford, who's still a pretty good quarterback. Jared Goff is still a really good quarterback. Jordan Dak Love Pre- is emerging into a Dak good quarterback. Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby goes, yeah. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Uh, no, of course, we're living from an arrogant quarterback perspective. Yeah. Yes. That's why it's so great as well. We look around these other teams and we could tell them what to do. Right. And what not to do. Mainly what not to do. Because, yes, if I tell you what to do, it'd be, oh, just find yourself a generational quarterback. Yeah, great. That's not that easy. Yeah. But, boy, these teams are just bending over backwards to really screw this thing up. Right. From the 816, Bob wants to replace Creed but bring in Saquon LOL. Why the need for the LOL? And second of all, Creed Humphrey needs to get better. He stunk this year at snapping the football. Snap the ball better. Like, he needs to take snapping Snap lessons. Snap like you care. Right? We talked about it last Perform week. Perform like you care. He hits Rashi Rice for a touchdown in regulation to win the game if Creed Humphrey isn't skipping the ball mm. back. Mm-mm-mm. And it was a lot this year. So he said Baker? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, Baker played well. He did play well. And here, here's a beautiful text. The past two Super Bowls, Tony and Moore, MVS, and Hardman caught TDs. Do we really need a top-tier wide receiver? My God. Finally, somebody coming to my side on this one. But I'm sure you were the same person complaining all year about the wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. See, now it's going to be, do we really need a wide receiver? After people ripped me for saying that I think we're fine at wide receiver and Patrick Mahomes will take care of business, and he did. I called him the boss's officer. You need to be harder on the wide receivers. Why? Well, yeah, because they weren't good, Bob. I mean, no matter if you said that Patrick Mahomes will figure out, yeah, he did by not throwing to the bad ones. That's I right. Mean, but they do need to upgrade. It doesn't. No, of course, they're they need two to upgrade, separate. Right. They're, they're two separate. Of course, they two need separate that. entities. So no, they need to upgrade. But I think we're gonna have like revisionist history. Like, do we really need to spend on the wide receivers this year? They, no, you need to upgrade the wide receivers. I'm not saying yes. that. Yes, they didn't upgrade. But did they figure it out? Yeah, they did. They fine. totally did. But you know, you'd rather play. You want to make it easy as possible. Yeah, you'd rather not play 7 on 11. Right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, let's play 11 on 11 for right. a little bit. Uh, someone says, my splurge is trading for and extending Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I've, if that, I like that. That's if, a good splurge. If that yeah. comes to fruition, where Justin Jefferson becomes I want out guy, right. I'm all for it. Like, Yeah, absolutely. It, that's a splurge right there. Bring, I'm in on that. On. Go Hell for yeah. it. Make the call. That's make a great call. text. Great text Make the right call. There. He sees Russell Wilson go... I'm out of here. I'm out, man. Like, okay, I'm not playing this let's, year. Let's let's have a discussion. Let's talk to them. See what they want. Right. We'll give them. Uh, I don't know. Charles Amenahu. Yeah, you can have Charles Amenahu. <laughs> I like Charles Amenahu, though. I do. I do. I just wish he was healthy. Wish he was healthy. I do like him, but I, do I, I, I don't need to hear him telling me he needs a new contract. No, every he needs week. to get healthy. Yes, he needs to rehab and. Get his knee right, and then uh, let's Brett, where play. does the Charles Amenahu contract rank on things that you got to get done this offseason? Who? Excuse me, nothing. We have a deal with the guy. Well, I don't know. He's out here telling people he needs to make more money and get more respect. Um, yes, he's in the training room right now. I don't right. understand. Yeah, from the eight one six, would you rather splurge for Justin Jefferson or Marvin Harrison Jr.? Well, I don't think you can splurge for Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, yes, it would take a splurge to get there. Like, you have to trade your whole draft to get basically up to that spot to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. And, and I, some future drafts, too. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. yeah. I think Justin Jefferson is definitely a, a splurge. I mean, Bob would Bob would do it all for Marv. The Marvin Harrison thing got me hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. I said that yesterday on the show. And? No, you weren't. No, I get it. I get it. It's fine. 
Um, boy, I don't know. I don't know this person. His uh, his bio says five year NFL quarterback. <laughs> but everybody's a draft evaluator these days. Oh yeah, five year NFL QB Kurt Bankert. Never heard of him. Have you ever heard of this gentleman? Who Kurt Bankert claims he's a five year NFL quarterback. I've never heard that name in my life. I am not either. Just finished my Drake May review. Well, I mean, thank God. Okay. Never heard of him. I mean, I'm not saying that, I mean, he's got, you know, 150,000 followers, so somebody's listening to him, but I've never heard that name. If you said, hey, you used to play the NFL as a quarterback, never heard of him. His uh, picture looks like he played for the Packers. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was Aaron Rodgers' backup, and we never knew it. Sounds like, like he was in a movie, like he's got flowing locks. And oh, everything. yeah, looks good. Like, looks yeah. the part. Hi, I'm Kurt Banker, quarterback. That's right. I'm your Wendy's quarterback, and you're going to get the Dave single. If you said, I'm Kurt Benkert, quarterback in Friday Night Lights. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah right. that'd look like you. Yeah. Just finished my Drake May review. He's a more athletic Mason Rudolph with less arm talent and a lot less accuracy. Yikes. That's the number two pick of the draft? Well, that's a North Carolina quarterback in a nutshell, wow. right? Has North Carolina ever produced a good NFL quarterback? Not- not since Michael Jordan. Not to say you can't buck all those trends. I what mean, did you just say? Squeeze buck. me. Oh. With a B? Buck. Okay. okay. Clearly a B. Because Texas Tech never produced quarterbacks. Right. And so every doesn't mean they can't. Sure. Right? You're so right. he could. You're right. Sure. But if you're using the number two pick of the draft on and you're a fan. You're like, we're getting a more athletic Mason Rudolph? Oh, wow. With less arm talent? Sweet. So you got a guy who has had multiple opportunities and never be, has become the starter, and they're thinking of, of of overriding him and others with Justin Fields. I'd rather be a weak-armed Chad Pennington here. Yeah, absolutely. That was Alex Smith, right? Or was that Matt Castle? <laughs> weak-armed Chad Pennington. Yeah, It's a weak-armed Chad Pennington. He's a more athletic Mason Rudolph with less arm talent and less accuracy. Yeah. Ah, I love the draft comparisons. Oh, They're it's, fantastic. It's, it's but if great. you use the number two pick on Mason Rudolph, then just be prepared to be drafting again. Right. Like, just, just, just stupid. A man rips other team shirtless. I mean, why wouldn't you? We'll oh. get to that next. If anybody is an eyewitness to the Karen off at 71st and Tom off this morning, let us know. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. I did some uh, I did some heavy research during the break, Bob. Uh, oh boy! Again, it, it, it's fine. I went to the men's you, room. You can be a draft. You can be a draft analyst. You don't have to have you know. You don't have to play the game. No, I, 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 I hate I, the. I, I played things. the game, so I know more than you. But actually, I find out the guys who have played the game probably know a lot less okay. than the people actually study the game. So I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even like discounting this guy, but his this Kurt Bankert or whatever that uh-huh. did the did the uh, the breakdown of Drake May that I was laughing about. But when your lead is five-year NFL quarterback, right? 
That's like that's the lead of his bio. Five year sure. NFL quarterback. Yeah, I'm right, like, okay. right. Who? He uh, he played one game oh. in, in five years. In 2021. Okay. He had two attempts for minus one yard. Who did he play for? The Green Bay Packers. Oh, that's right. I and remember it. And not two passing attempts. Wait, was 2000? Was that against us? Did he play like? Did Jordan Love leave the game early or something? I. I do you want me to look at the game? I'll, I'll find. I mean, if he played fine. against us and we're sitting long. here going, we have no idea who this but guy is. You were on the sidelines for it. <laughs> he had two, two rushing attempts for minus one yard. So he took a kneel down. I would guess. Yeah. Right. That would have been the COVID yeah. game. Yeah. That's the COVID game. That's what I'm saying. If he played for the Packers one game in 2021, that was the COVID game when Rogers was spreading mud all over himself. Right. So, yeah. and you're, you're going to say, why weren't you watching the end of that game? Also, but why were you kneeling at the end of that game when you lost? Cause you? Kurt, well, I don't know. Maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't kneel. It doesn't mm-hmm. say kneel. It just says two rushes minus one yard, but it doesn't say what game who, who, like go to his game log. If that was against uh, us, was against the bears. Okay. Thank goodness for you. And a 45 to 30 win. Okay. So he yeah, came in. I'm just saying if he takes a knee, why would I have noticed the third string quarterback of the Packers taking a knee four years ago? And you're like, how did you not remember that? Because <laughs> his name was Kurt Bankert. I'm just saying if, that's, if your lead is that, right. I think you just change the lead. Like, hey, former, former quarterback now analyzing other quarterbacks. Not yeah, five-year right. NFL quarterback who had two carries for minus one yard. Yeah. That's all. It's just not a great resume. From the that. 785. Don't act like you wouldn't lead with that if you were on an NFL roster. For yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, you yeah, would. Not, yeah. How many of those were practice squad and, you know, preseason rosters, too? Yeah, he's the third quarterback in Green Bay. So, yeah, not right. a lot. He was probably on the practice squad quite a bit. Again, good living. But it's funny now, I would say former quarterback turned draft analyst. Yeah. Not five year NFL quarterback. That's all. Mm-hmm. I see. I would do it like in a funny way. Five I, year allegedly, NFL, I allegedly played five years. Five-year NFL quarterback who never registered a pass. Yeah. Funny. Funny. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Yeah. 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 I played for five years. I didn't even throw the ball. Yeah. I got it twice, and they asked me to kneel down. Yeah. It's terrible. I didn't even get hit. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe he did he run did. forward uh, and yeah. got minus one. I don't know. From the 6-2-0, you guys didn't even play beyond high school. Who cares? Right. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't ultimately matter. coach? It doesn't ultimately matter. I can, I, I can appreciate draft break, breakdowns for whoever, yeah, for whoever does breakdowns. it. I, I just thought if that was your lead, okay, tell me I've never heard of you. I right. Just, just I'd never heard of a five-year NFL quarterback. I'd like to think I have heard of a lot of five-year NFL quarterbacks. I, I should change mine to four-year high school offensive lineman that started his yeah. senior yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, like. Afraid to get hit. I didn't yeah. play, you know, whatever. <laughs> Five eleven buck 50. Didn't feel like putting my body on the line. Yeah. Whatever. Rather drink beer and eat pizza than yeah. work out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like people who think because you played the game, you know more about the game. You don't. It just doesn't work I was, that I way. I was just curious. He says five-year NFL quarterback, what that meant. I mean, I go back to Joe Carter not knowing how long a baseball game was. But I do appreciate that he called Drake May a weak-armed Mason Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's. Mason Rudolph was out in Vail. He posted a picture skiing. Did he? Yeah, him and his buddies are out oh, there. Good for him. Good, yeah. That's what you do, yeah. Deion Dawkins, you might be like, I kind of remember that. I remember that name. Offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills. This guy had no shirt, too. Did an interview shirtless. Which is always good. <laughs> Apparently does this a lot. Mm-hmm. But why you do a sit-down interview with someone in the offseason. Good art. And you go shirtless. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
So we're just painting. Got to show it, man. Got to show it. Got to painting the picture for you. Shirtless Dion Dawkins sits mm-hmm. down for an interview of with Vlad TV. That's right. Because I know when I want to get something out there on the Jets, I go to Vlad TV. Oh, probably popular. I don't know. Did he play in the NHL? Vlad TV. Vlad TV. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he was a BattleBot. Oh, okay. Is that his own streaming service that he I have to subscribe the BattleBot, to? Vlad the Impaler. Here's <laughs> you remember well from BattleBots. Come on, you remember BattleBots. Anyway, Deion Dawkins for the Buffalo Bills was asked a question about the Jets. Yep. And for some reason, the Jets, who shouldn't be in his head, are very much in his head. You get into it with the Jets. Yeah. What happened? Weirdos being weird. <laughs> <laughs> weirdos being weird you know i don't even want to get a man no credit talking about him you know but number 72 michael clements michael clements yeah yeah boy um <laughs> boy you know i'm gonna just keep it a buck i hate them all of them bro they are awesome like when it comes to sports right there's people that play the sport because they love the sport and then there's people that play the sport just to try to be cool i feel like they play the sport to try to be cool like, those are a bunch of dudes that just want to take pictures on Instagram. <laughs> like, that's whack. Like, I play this because I'll die by it. Like, but yeah, like, Clemens, look, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Because you know I want to. Let's go. Shall I fix myself in the seat? <laughs> to tell you about your boy, man. You know, Qu- look, Quentin Williams, solid. I respect the dude. Quentin Williams is valid. I like him. Uh, when Todd Bowles and was there, respecting Temple guy too. A couple guys, even their like D line coach Ryan Davis, he was one of my teammates. Cool, I'm gonna get them off the grid. Now the rest of them, don't care, don't like you. <laughs> he says they play to take Instagram photos. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Okay, yeah, yeah. They call them B boys, right? Which, if I'm a Jet, I'm handing those shirts out. Like, I'm flipping the script on this one, right? That's our next T-shirt. Oh God, yeah. Take it, doing it for the gram. They're B boys. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think uh, the defensive it, linemen all get yeah, B boy t shirts. I like doing it for the gram, not Beach Boys either. No. These guys play for Instagram so they can post photos on Instagram. <laughs> really? You think they put their bodies through that just to be on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Like that? It's a hysterical take. It's he funny. had no shirt on. It's great. It's as bad a take as Jay Bill is saying people need to be put in jail for storming the court. Though. Why are the Jets in his head? That's the other thing. Like, the Jets are irrelevant, man. If I'm a Buffalo Bill, I don't care about the Jets. Yes, they got a bunch of headlines and stuff. They didn't live up, live up to it. They became the Jets again. They they're, were the, the Jets. They're the Jets. What do you think is going to happen this year to the Jets? You'd be more worried about the Dolphins. Yep. You're always worried about the Patriots. I don't right. care, whatever. They've long standing been in your brain. The mm-hmm. Jets are the most irrelevant to you. In that division, no doubt. Yeah. Why, why do you care? Why do you care? I know he fought them, so there was a there was a tie into that, but it still seems like he's harboring that thing's just, I'd be like, I'd pay them no mind. Yeah, like, you're the Jets. Like, they're living rent-free in your mind when you're talking about, you know, your coach is saying it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to win a Super Bowl, and then you're bringing up the Jets? The Jets have a better chance of winning the NBA championship than they do a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Jets have a better chance of winning the World Series than they do winning the Super Bowl. And you're out there talking about the Jets. God. Like, certain organizations just seemingly get under people's skin. Why are the Jets one of those? They suck. Like, the Jets have literally done nothing in my lifetime. Nothing. Or your lifetime, and you're much older than me. 
The Jets have not done anything in our lifetimes. And yet people are still out here worried about the Jets. Your highlight is still the butt fumble. Like in this er- like in, this era. In this era, yeah. Yeah. It's not that you got the two straight AFC championship games. Yeah. Not that. No. It's a butt fumble. It's the butt fumble. Yeah. 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 So Deion Dawkins, do more shirtless interviews. I those love are, it. Those it are was great. great. Those are great. The Jets play because they want to be on Instagram. <laughs> and the B-Boys. Yes. I don't know. The Instagram one got me more than the other thing. <laughs> Nobody's playing to be on That's Instagram. That's a two-sided t-shirt then. Yeah, it's fine. B-Boys on the front doing it for the gram on the back. When when are the Bills and Jets okay. playing this year? Do we have that? Uh, they will play twice. I home know. and away. Home and away this year? Correct. Okay. Correct. To be uh, uh, game dates and times to be announced at a later date. Right. For a made-for-TV NFL event. From the text line real fast, just weigh in on what the Jets have a better chance of doing than winning a Super Bowl. I mean, again, look at this man. It's just so great. I it's mean, it's outstanding. Yeah. He's sitting on a couch at night. I think. Or I don't is. know if it's a studio or not. Yeah. Yeah, wearing a hat and no shirt. Yep. It's wonderful. It's, yeah. It's, it's glorious. Do more of those interviews, please. Mm-hmm. It is a combine time. Everyone gathering in Indianapolis to uh, to look at the uh, latest prospects. Going to be hard to beat probably the greatest combine story of in Chiefs history. Okay, I was going to say, because Tom Brady's pretty good story. Yeah, the Tom Brady photo at, at uh, the combine yeah. will forever, will forever live on. Mm-hmm. As will Chris Jones running the 40. Speaking of that, just a total sidebar. Do you think we're getting close to seeing the end of this combine? Uh, maybe. I mean, players don't want to be there. Right? Right? Yeah. And if the big names stop showing up, are we really going to care? Or you performing. Know? I don't know. I suppose there'll still be a crop of people who aren't as set in life as the top guys. Yeah. Will we see the top guys continue to opt out? Probably so. Probably. You've determined, yeah. like, no offense, but Marv doesn't need to be there. No, he's gonna be like four teams that have a chance to draft him. Like, why am I? Go- why am I gonna go and meet with thirty-two teams? And, and I, I, I love the fact that he's doing that and saying, "Like, I played a year in college football. Just watch what I did." I mean, sometimes I can say there's value in going and doing the interviews, Not going, for, and, going yeah. and talking to teams, uh, give them the impression of you, whatever. But if you're him again, you're you're you got four teams. They're gonna. No one outside the top four. Right, who cares? Right, right. I really don't need, I don't to, need interview to with the twenty yeah. the twenty eighth pick team. Right. And you don't need to ask me. You know, if I'm a tree, what kind of tree would I be? Mm-hmm. There's no point in that. Barbara but, Walters. But what kind of tree would you be? So I'd be an stop. oak. We've already you've already you've already gone a different direction here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't. So no, I don't think it's the end. Okay. You just think the top line. Yeah, the top I think the top will continue to keep doing gonna, what they're doing now. Yeah, like right. I'm not. I'm not throwing there. I'll show up and do a couple interviews. Do the press conference and peace out. Okay. All right. So um, Chris Jones, of course, had the infamous 40-yard dash where he had a wardrobe malfunction. Right. Ahead of being eventually drafted by the uh, the, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so who else to uh, to revisit said day than uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey. Perfect. On the New Heights podcast with uh, Chris Jones going over his combine let's talk about it big guy how'd that 40-yard dash go for you i'm gonna be honest with you bro i was so big on being different from everyone everybody was wearing the 
long tights. I was like, you know what? I am not going out there and copying everybody. I'm going to wear the short tights. I didn't realize they was boxes, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it made you faster, man. So fast, you tripped over your feet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tripped over that third leg. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, tripped over and just jumped out, man. That <laughs> is so funny, man. It was there, man. I believe you said it right there in quotes like my fell out. Bro, it's exactly what I said. I didn't even believe it. I was running. I'm looking at the 40 and all of a sudden I feel it. I feel it touch my leg and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to cuff it and take the dive. You know what I mean? Because I know little man. kids watching. <laughs> Oh, my God. Put your <laughs> away, Chris. I got to say, how blessed you are to even be able to describe it as though your <laughs> fell out. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I don't even think I could describe that adjective for mine. I don't think it could fall anywhere. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, in a role reversal... Travis tried to stay PC on this thing, and Jason just Jason Jason, Jason just took it Jason that time. Barreled through yeah, the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like third leg. <laughs> then, it, then it's on. <laughs> then it's on. Well done. That is a great combine well moment done. that will never be beat. I don't think. No. Right. No. I don't think it'll ever, ever, ever be beat. <laughs> now he did fall the second round, so which I know, you know. and I was at that draft in Chicago. You know. He was mad. I mean, like Matt, I mean, you would be too, right? You, you, you are invited to the draft and that's, that's the thing about the draft that I really don't like, you know, like showing these guys in the room, don't invite these people to the draft anymore. If you're not going to make sure that they're drafted in that first round. Right. Cause it, that, I mean, there's nowhere to hide and you totally feel like a loser when you're sitting there and they keep showing you. Right. And so Chris Jones fell out of the first round, did not want to come back the second day. They begged him to come back the second day, and then the Chiefs picked him with, like, the second pick of the second round, and the rest is history. He's turned out to be a future Hall of Famer. Pretty good. Am am I overstating that? Hall of Famer? Future Hall of Famer? Not currently a Hall of Famer, but future Hall of Famer? Um, I think. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer right now? I I, I think he's I think he's very well regarded around the league. Yeah. So at that position, that's kind of considered a – Unique-ish position. Right. Yeah. You know? If he were a straight defensive end, probably not. You know, yeah, right. that's a crowded field. Mm-hmm. Interior defensive lineman, he's probably got a probably got a really good shot. Right. Certainly if he comes back and wins three in a row. But he wins three in a row. No, no, he's in a different category too. Yeah, you know? That's what I'm saying, Chris. Can't go win three in a row somewhere else. It's hard for me to judge defensive line talent because I don't like from Hall of Fame standpoint, like I'd have to really sit down and look. But numbers like how do you compare errors at the defensive line? Because I think the defensive line now, Josh, is so much more athletic and the guys are such better athletes than people who played in the 80s and then even in the 90s on the defensive line, right? Remember back in the day, like the fridge was your your defensive lineman type guy. A guy like Jim Burt, these fat guys. Just get in the way. Yeah. Now you've got athletes playing defensive line, right? Like legit, like holy crap, that guy's an Adonis playing defensive line. They're not fat guys anymore. They barely have any body fat on them on defensive line, you know? So how how are we judging this era versus the other? I think the defensive linemen today are a thousand times better than the guys that played back in the 80s and even in the 90s. Well, normally I'd say by height. Right. I guess I'll go by body fat now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you look at these guys. Everybody, for the most part, in the league is chiseled. You just don't see blobs anymore. It's too bad. It really is. You miss those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, who is that big fat guy that, you know, oh God, what was his name? Offensive lineman. 
I want to say Will Fork? No. Offense. Uh, offense. I want to say like Rodney Peep, but obviously that's not the answer. I'm trying to think of who it was. It'll eventually come to me. Probably nicknamed Snacks. Oh. But like like back in the day, the linemen were fat, right? They were gross. Derek Deese, who had that giant helmet. They Derek Deese, I do remember him. He had the giant helmet. He had the, the safety helmet before anybody else had the safety helmet. I feel like this guy played for the Big Lions. offensive lineman. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like I'm just thinking like. Lomas Brown? No, it was not Lomas Brown. He was an athlete. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Like, but, but linemen back in the day were, were not athletes. A roly-poly Detroit Lions offensive lineman. Text line go. 913-586-7610. Yeah. If you get this one, man, I'll just go ahead and tip yeah. the cat. I don't know where you're going in this I one. don't either. But I if I see know. the name, I'll be like, that's the guy. Mm. Like mm. Smalls Peterson, maybe? I don't remember what the guy said. <laughs> Smalls Peterson. <laughs> so he's definitely a Smalls or a Tiny is what you're going with. He was, he was, that's yeah. what he is. Yeah. But like his helmet barely fit on top of his head. Uh. Like, you know, like linemen were pigs yeah. back in the day. They're not that way anymore. Mm. They're not. Like mm. there's no fatness in the NFL like there used to be. Yeah, like uh, Mike Pinnell. Giant human being. I don't think he's fat. Not at all. Though. I'm just you saying know, like, he's a monster. Yeah. That's who's playing defensive tackle. Now. Yeah. Like athletes, big yeah. athletes. Yeah. So back to Chris Jones being a Hall of Famer. I, I think you can probably make I, like that's a tough one for me. I'd have to ask somebody. That's good that you're coming around on it though, because before you're you're always pushing him, you know. So, he he had a great year last year. So I think I think yeah. I think he's well regarded at his, at his position, yeah. which is considered kind of a unique position as well. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Snacks Harrison. That's. It's I not mean, it, Snacks but, would be a good name. I yeah. mean, I would think. If you're a big guy, <laughs> so you like, have to be nicknamed so like, Snacks. Of course, today Deion Dawkins. That's good. That's good. All right, uh, sneaky signing. Meanwhile, that kind of went under the radar by the. By the Royals. They signed another catcher. And you're like, okay, well, fine. They signed yeah. another catcher. You got Salvi. You got whatever. They got three, four catchers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this Austin Nola is an interesting signing. It is. It, it is, yeah. Because he caught two of the Royals' new pitchers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting so to see. So if nothing else, yeah. he helps in that regard. Best case scenario, he's their personal catchers. Right. Yeah, he's the catcher for Lugo and Waka, right? Because they both worked with him in San Diego. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how they utilize him. But I always thought Freddie Fermin was gonna be the backup guy, right? Maybe mm-hmm. he's not gonna be because you're not gonna keep three catchers, are you? I wouldn't Nobody think. Nobody keeps so. three catchers anymore, no. right? So you're gonna obviously Salvi's your 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 catcher, but if Lugo and Waka want to throw to to Austin Nola because they're familiar with him, I, I don't mind that, right? Do you mind like no, I, I, I like like, if this is going to make you a better player how did you have and you're sec- comfortable with this guy, let's go. How did you have success before your previous stop? Yeah. Okay, we'd like to replicate that. Yeah. Oh, actually, we can just by having this little opening. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Go get this guy as our yeah. backup. You know, Salvi can play some first, take some pressure off his knees, DH those days. You know, you, at, I, I saw yesterday, and this was kind of a, a sticker shock to me, but it shouldn't be, but it was. Salvi's entering his 15th spring training, you know, and I'm like, Damn, that went fast, right? Like he's he's entering his fifteenth season in Major League Baseball now. So, do you want to preserve well, him and I, save him for good? Yeah, you like to, as much as possible, right? Yeah, Take I mean, some time off. His I knees. thought about that last week when we were talking to Hosmer, right? We talked. We had Eric Hosmer on the show last week. We missed a great interview. Check it out, six ten sports dot com or the Odyssey app. But mm-hmm. I was thinking about that last week. We're like, oh wow, it's just Moose left, and I'm like, oh no, wait, Salvi's here. Salvi's <laughs> so still it here. Just, yeah. it kind of dodges you. Like, oh yeah, Salvi's still around. But no, it's yeah, it's. The years have added up. The years him. have added up, and when you get older, you know how your knees get, right? It's and and you're catching and doing all that. I'm I mean, sure Salvi will tell you, I want to do 162, but there's based nothing on wrong. Jake Taylor, I do. 
I know that yeah. his knees went. Yeah. And he answered that phone call and he was right. playing by his knees. Right. I yeah. think that happens to a lot of catchers. It does. Days. It does. So I don't have a problem with them going up and upgrading that backup position because, you know, am, am I am I wedded to Freddie Fermin? I don't really know who he is. Um, so you go out and get Austin Nola. What is it you say you do here? Yeah. And you get and you get him and he's familiar with two pitchers. This is a nice sneaky move. Just watch how this one plays out all year. I think this is a nice little sneaky move. By yeah, the if words. he's their personal catcher, so be it. Yeah. And, and then they Salvi repli- can DH or play first that day. They replicate their success, and you got a catcher they're comfortable with. Yeah, I'm cool with that. It's I'm like good a, with less that. than a million bucks too. It's like one year nine seventy five. Yeah, right? but he's got like a he's got some incentives, a, right? Like a, a certain incentive to get him up to a million dollars or something like yeah, that. It's not, yeah, it's still pretty affordable. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. No salary cap in super, baseball. Super affordable. Yeah. Uh, so more Chiefs details will finally be here tomorrow. Huh. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Tuesday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, Vita, back producing. You found your missing offensive lineman? I did, and it's so random, but I, we all have random players over the course of our lifetimes that, you know, pop, if you will, for whatever reason, you remember those guys. And I and he played like one year for the Cardinals, too, and I think that's maybe why I know him. Larry Tharp, I think, is the guy that I was thinking I've heard of. of him. I, yeah, no, don't got that one. Larry Tharp is the guy. So that he I was, was like a of. round mound of yeah, offensive like, line. Yeah, just like a, you know. Hmm. You have a picture of him. I, I mean, you wedging have the same he- Google I do. Wedging his my my computer doesn't have Google. Oh, um, wedging his helmet, his head into a helmet kind yeah. of thing, like the kid, the kid that you know needed the high school helmet when he yeah when he was in junior high. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, like that's just I, I don't know why that's the name that comes to mind. Josh. Okay, it I would is. not have. No, I don't know who Larry Tharp is. I'm going to look at the Arizona Cardinals roster now, too, just to kind of kind of go through and see some of these names. It's fun to go back and look at some of these rosters of these guys. Like I, you, you mentioned Lomas Brown. I said, did you realize Lomas Brown played from 1985 to 2002? That's a long time. That dude played 18 years as an offensive tackle in the NFL. He was unbelievable. He was mm. great. Mm. Oh, maybe Louis Sharp is another guy that I'm thinking of, too. <laughs> Another one I'd know. Yeah. L-U-I-S-S-H-A-R-P-E. L-U-I-S space S-H-A-R-P-E. Ryan's got the totals next. Louis Sharp did have a fumble recovery back in the day in 87. Mm. He could have been the guy as well. We've got a bond with Kurt Bankert and Larry Louis- Tharp. Larry Tharp and Luis Sharp. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, tomorrow, the uh, the Chiefs, I'm just going to read it verbatim from the uh, release they sent us. Mm-hmm. Chiefs to share the vision for a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium. Picture it, if you will. The sun is rising on a Sunday. Cars are streaming in the parking lot. Yeah, it's probably setting because most games are at night. Barbecue is wafting through the air. Here is a reimagined. Does it have a roof? Dun, 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 dun. No, it's not going to have a roof. So then how they are you going to reimagine Arrowhead? Like, what could you possibly do? I'm interested to see. 
But putting like, you know, Club Raytown out there where the where Kauffman <laughs> Stadium is right now, that's not like a reimagined arrowhead. Oh, sounds kind of fun. So they're moving Funky Town that's to... Right. That's right. Funky yes. Town's Funky being Town's moved to the sports the complex, okay. right? Yeah. Do they know? Yeah. Do they know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funky Town. We've added Funky Town. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we present uh, to you the addition of an expanded Funky Town yes, where yes. Kauffman Stadium now stands. Like, to me... I'm just not all in on that. You know, I'm all in on the Royals. I'm all in on a brand new baseball stadium. I love that. But Arrowhead, the chief, they got to show me more than just adding, you know, like an entertainment district in a place that hasn't had anybody show up in 60 years to do anything. The only reason Denny's isn't there anymore is because it burned down. Like my friend, Pat Sanders used to own S.A. Sanders. And when the baseball strike hit, that was it. His business went away. Now he owns Patrick's Bar and No Grill at like 87th and Warnell, 89th and Warnell out there, right? And and he like he had a restaurant out there. He fed the teams, the umpires, like everybody. And then as soon as there wasn't anything going on out there, his restaurant went under. And for 60 years, nobody developed that area, right? Are you going to go out there if there's no Chiefs game out? Like, I, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it right now. We're not imagining it. Well, I'm imagining or reimagining it. Yeah. it. I'm feeling like if you're really going to do it right, you get the retractable roof and you and you just right over the top of that thing, and that way we can have the Super Bowl, the Final Four, a bowl game, bowl championship series, part of the college football playoff, all of that kind of stuff that we can't get right now. We could have the opportunity to get. And you know how we host events; we're great with that. Like to me, that's how you pay the taxpayers back, if you will, from a chief side of things. The Royals are building a brand new stadium and entertainment complex. They're putting that thing over the highway. I love the Royals playing. Like, I am in love with what the Royals want to do. The Chiefs are going to have to wow me tomorrow when they roll out their plans. Well, I hate to break it. There won't be a roof. They've said that enough I times. I know. I know. I am, I am surprised it's not more ambitious. I'll put it that way. From everything I've heard, it's not that ambitious of a plan. Right. But they're we'll only going to sign a 25-year lease, too. The Royals are going to sign a 40-year lease. Correct. They'll bear building a forever. Right. The Chiefs it's, are building kind of a temporary. You're adding paint to your rental? I don't know. Yeah. To your apartment? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm surprised it's not something, at least that I've heard, a little more ambitious. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have thought, like, massive development or whatever, and it. But it's also a 60-year-old stadium already. Correct. You know, that's the thing. Hey, I love the yeah. vibe of it. I love I want I want the noise of it, all those acoustic things that they did. Cool. You know, I don't want to lose the aura of it. You know right, what I mean? Right. I mean, you've seen plenty of stadiums where, yes, even if you build across the parking lot, that's not the same stadium. No, like, of course not. Yeah. I, I I appreciate the want to hold on to the to the essence of right. it. And I think I think they did that in Denver, though, Josh. But you know? I'm just really, really surprised that if that is what's going to come out of it, that that's where they've landed. I've talked for a few years now about going to SoFi and going to Allegiant mm-hmm. and how amazing those two places are. Right. In your division. Correct. That you're seeing twice a year. You know, you're, you're visiting both places every year. Every year. And you wouldn't go, oh, right. So I, I'd be completely surprised. Go, yeah, we're just going to we're, we're going to do a, a renovation. We're going to do some things and add another jumbotron or something. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't I'm surprised the that they haven't gone for something more grandiose. Yeah, because now you could also ask. I mean, this, 
the time is now. The time like, is now. Like, if you want to stay in Jackson <laughs> County, which both teams want to do, they just want to know the Jackson County committed 25 to years. Like, go for it. Like, get, make your ass. Yeah. Now's the time. Now's the time. But also, like, like to me, what, what really would have made sense is to, when the Royals move downtown and you tear down Kauffman Stadium, build the new Arrowhead out there where the where Kauffman Stadium is and put a dome on it, put a roof on it, retractable, so you can have it open for football. And then build, you know, your your entertainment district where Arrowhead is right now. Now, that would take a lot longer, obviously, to get all that done. But that's the wow factor, right? What's the wow factor in all of this? I don't know. I'm interested to see if there is one. The Royals are the wow factor. But as we said yesterday, the, the teams want to see if Jackson County is committed to them. And if not, there are other jurisdictions out there that are offering better financial packages from a public standpoint than what Jackson County is offering right now. But both teams are very loyal to Jackson County, very loyal to Jackson County and want to stay in Jackson County. That's nice. That's That's awesome, right? The team is saying, hey, we're loyal to you guys. We've been here. We want to stay here. Pass the vote. Great. And we're on our way. But if the vote doesn't pass, there are other jurisdictions out there that are offering us better financial packages from a public money standpoint. So both teams essentially right now as we sit here are turning down a better opportunity elsewhere because of their loyalty and dedication to Jackson County. And I think that's pretty cool. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you don't see loyalty in anything anymore. And both of our franchises want to stay loyal to the county that's been loyal to them since the day they arrived. And that's awesome. They just want to make sure that the county wants them. And if the county votes yes, then everybody's happy and everybody stays and we do our thing, right? If they say no then other jurisdictions will hop in. I told you, they're ready to go. All right, so that's tomorrow. They've scheduled a, a, 10, o'clock, a 10 o'clock news co- conference tomorrow. Um, we'll have all of it for you tomorrow here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, this was a play in a spring training game that happened, uh, I think it was, I think it was uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. But it was simply labeled as the epitome of uh, a spring training home run. Right. But I disagree because this is so awesome when you watch it. Like, you could not do this if you tried. Detroit pitching to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay gets an inside the parker. He's under this one, skies it into center. Who's going to catch it? Nobody. And now the ball's kicked back into right center field. Meidner's on his way to third. They're going to wave him all the way around, and he will score standing up. He circles the bases. Cameron Meisner with an inside the park home run. Never heard of him. On a blooper to center field. A high pop fly to shallow center field. The shortstop's going out. The second baseman's going out. The center fielder's converging. The right fielder's converging. None of them get it. Ball lands on the ground. The shortstop, as he's diving, his legs go in the air, and he heel kicks the ball into right field. It's awesome. The announcer didn't make it as exciting as it should have been. And this guy, well, it was on TV, so. But know. even still, I mean, when that guy dove and he kicked his leg up and the ball hit and flew, you're like, oh, my it, God, I've never as seen if, that. It's as if he was trying to, to, to like, kick it with his foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It, but he was diving. You saw the leg go up in the air, and the ball just ricochets off his foot. The it right, was like perfect timing. And the right you know? fielder's in as well, so it just it just goes rolling into the outfield, and the guy scores a uh, inside the park home run. Yeah. It's tremendous play. It's a, it's it's fabulous. It is It's great. a great blooper. Like, if you tried 100 times, you would not be able to do that once. No, no. No chance no. you would be able to no. do that. No. So you had that play, and then when I was out in Arizona, I went to the White Sox-Cubs game, opening day of spring training, right? 
packed, Cubs fans everywhere, you know, one of those type of things. And I don't know what inning it was, but there's a gentleman by the name of Jordan Wicks pitching for the Cubs. Now, no, you should. Backstory. 21st overall pick a couple of years ago from Kansas State University. Oh, okay. So he's a K-State Wildcat. And I'm watching this guy on the mound, and somebody said to me, he goes, this guy's put on some weight, you know, about 30 pounds this offseason. I'm like, okay, this will be good. Little ground ball to the right side. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. He's looking like he's busting it, right? Yeah. He doesn't even come close to getting to first base. Like, he tries to tag the bag, and he's, like, by the cutout. Like that, that's how slow <laughs> he reached over. the dirt. He thought he got yeah, points for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's reaching, he can't find it. And oh, the guy's geez. safe. Right. So uh-huh. the white Sox get a runner on. We're excited. Right. All right. Everybody's good. Next play guy lays down a bunt. Here comes Jordan wicks off the mound to try to feel. Oh, he fell. <laughs> he fell off the mound. He fell off the mound. <laughs> that's spring training. Josh. Well, Overweight rotund pitcher falls off mound trying to field bunt yeah, you're after all, not being able to cover first. You're supposed to be able to cover first in spring training, if nothing else. Well, you do those PFPs every day, right? Which I think stands for pitcher fielding position or something. I don't know. It's the only time they work That's on it. It's the only yeah. time they work on it. Yeah. So it was the first game of spring. Hopefully by the end of spring training, Mr. Lean. Wicks can get over there and tag the hope. bag. But he should be a big part of their bullpen. Live arm electric stuff can't cover first, though. We're oh going to have a problem God. here. It, it was hysterical. I, I mean, and then falling off the mound trying to field the butt and then trying to pick it up. and th- like The whole thing is just as spring training as you get. Mm. Uh, the Royals are so good today. They're splitting into two teams. One's going to face the uh, the Rockies at 205 on Royals.com. The other will be at the Padres today. So uh, Royals.com for a little uh, Royals baseball today at 205. Uh, when we say we have the best duo... You might have to say, which duo? We'll get to that next. All right, you asked me a very good question yesterday. I thought you'd say, remind me of my take. No, I know where we're going, actually. Because I said, that's a good question, and you said... What's my question? Thank you. No, no. you said thank you. Because <laughs> you do that even to me yeah. off the air. <laughs> I do that to friends now, yeah, and they yeah. laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does stumble people. It is a, it's, a good, it's a good bit. Actually, Bob gets mad at me if I don't say it during an interview to somebody else. I do. Like, Josh yeah, he looks say at me like, say, that's a good question. I look at Josh like I stare at him with my eyes. <laughs> like, are you going to say thank you? Sometimes I'll thank you. I'm not Josh, like, about it. I don't want to steal your bit. No, it's not stealing the bit. It's part of the show. So you, Somebody thanks you. You say that's, thank that's you. Okay. You Compliment you. So my you mother said, always taught me. You asked, "Who is the better duo?" Mm-hmm. Me you know, and I you, think of or duo. Travis and Kelsey? <laughs> no, I think of I think of the duo, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, Mahomes and Kelsey, pretty doggone good." No, I said Travis and Kelsey, Ross, Travis, and Travis. <laughs> yes, no, we did not. We did not bring up Ross, Travis. Yeah. So Mahomes and Kelsey, or Reed and Veach. And I thought, wow, that actually is a valid question. It's like chicken and the egg. Yeah, it is, baby. And not those, you know, those eggs that they give steroids to. I want fresh, organic eggs. Mahomes and Kelsey are like, well, yeah, they run the engine. I get it. If if they're not going, this we're not getting to where we're going to be. But mm-hmm. I don't know if there's no Andy Reid. There's probably not a Travis Kelsey here. No question. And he's, if there's not a Brett, he's Veach. somewhere else. And if there's not a Brett Veach standing on the table. Pounding, you know, jumping up and down, saying, "Watch this, Mahomes tape." Um, 
there's no Patrick Mahomes. And there, there's also a song about it, too. I mean, without him, Patrick's not around. <laughs> That's true. There is a song. And so I, it's, it's a valid question because the Reed-Veach combo, you can't argue. Andy Reed runs, you know, the the X's and O's and all this stuff, and Veach handles the other stuff, right? right? And has done a really good job of putting together a roster that has now had back-to-back Super Bowls with different personalities and different yeah. uh, components and filling different needs. And we're putting a lot on him, obviously, this offseason, too, to tweak a little bit and keep this train going. And right. he's done a great job at that. So I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, how do you answer this question? Because because you look around the league and you're like, well, without Mahomes, you're you're everybody else. So it's hard to take him out of the mix. It is. Right? But if he if Veach isn't here and Reed isn't here, Neither one of these two guys isn't here. Kelsey isn't here. Correct. Mahomes is somewhere else is probably pretty good, but he's not what he is here in Kansas City. Like it's the perfect storm that we're living in. I think you would be arguing about who the best quarterback in the NFL is if he's somewhere else. No question. I think he'd be in the mix, but there'd be others. But there'd be others. Yeah, you'd absolutely have others. I think think the the combination has elevated uh, him, his play. The the team in which he joined uh, elevates his play. And now the team in which they continue to put together around him Mm -hmm. continues to amplify you know, everything I, I was talking to some people out at spring training about, you know, the, the quarterback position per se, but in baseball terms with starting pitching, you, you've heard me say, I believe that teams are responsible for about half of the quarterbacks that are ruined in the NFL. The other half, they're responsible for themselves, right? But teams are responsible for ruining quarterbacks, just like baseball organizations are responsible for ruining pitchers as much as pitchers are responsible for ruining themselves. And so that's why with Patrick Mahomes, had he been drafted by the Giants, he'd be on his fourth coach. He probably wouldn't be there right now. They'd be talking about maybe moving on for Patrick Mahomes because he hadn't had the right support group and the right system in place. And so who is the better duo? I have to give the slight nod to Reed and Veach because if they weren't here, we wouldn't have the duo of Mahomes and Kelsey. And I think Travis Kelsey could potentially be out of the league if it wasn't for Andy Reid as well. I think there's a good chance of that. Right? There's a good chance Travis just can't control himself. And with a coach that's not Andy Reid, they let him burn out. Who would have given the chance at that point? How far would he have fallen? How would he have gone to somebody else and ended up in a losing franchise and whatever? No, I think... I'm not messing with that space-time continuum. Either. I'm not either. So, I, nor, I, nor should he. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, I, so I think ultimately it is Reed and Veach because without we, Andy Reid, he'd have never met Taylor. No, I don't. It's I true. I mean, no, <laughs> but probably so. <laughs> it's 100 percent true because if Travis Kelsey isn't in the NFL at this point in time, do you think Taylor Swift's even responding? No, mm-hmm. no way, mm-hmm. no way, right? No so, I, I think the better duo is Reed and Veach because without them, the rest doesn't happen. I think you're just playing the lyrics here. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I could think of a love song to write yeah. about them, though. Only I mean, you in my life. <laughs> because There's only reading. Because I, I think I would. I think I would. I think I would air to the players because I do think players, organizations win. Players win. I get all that. I, I lean a little more towards the players here. What's Eileen have to do with this? Because. Patrick and and Travis have to get you that win. They do. And I think if you had a different coach and a different GM, there's still a chance they could win because you got them out there. There, There's still a chance. There's still a chance. But there's not a chance they're here together. And then then Reed and Veach, obviously you're benefiting from those two and then the pieces you put around them. Yeah. 
So I'll lean slightly to the players, but it's it's a close argument. It, I mean, it's a I very mean, close yeah. argument. I mean, you can make a compelling case for either side. Yeah. Who else is in that category? You got Haas and Moose, obviously. Frank and Jackson County. That's a great duo. Um, Sneed and McDuffie. I came up with as the uh, very very recent, but yeah. 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 And, and then Kane and Salvi, man. Like like that was the original greatest duo in Kansas City, yeah, right? Yeah. Those two guys together, not much better. Yeah. You didn't like Frank and Jackson County as a great duo? Um, Interesting. Interesting duo. The Royals really want to have some fun. They assign number 20 to somebody. Oh, geez. Would anybody care? Yeah, I think. You yeah. really think people would be outraged if they assigned number well, 20? No, I think, I think it would look really, really bad. Hell, we got 88 running around in the NFL. No, we have NFL. 68 out there. The I know NFL it's different. It's a different ball NFL game. does weird stuff. You can't just go. You can unretire a number. You can't just go, well, we're out of them, so. Yeah, well, with these new jerseys that Nike's making, <laughs> yeah, it's a new Nike was the only one available. We didn't even we didn't have a say in this thing. Yeah. Fanatics told us we had he had to yeah, wear it. Had to wear it. Maybe, maybe. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Where do you come down on this one? Uh, Billy Butler and the Country Breakfast. It's a good duo. That's good. I, I yeah. give that as well. DT and Neil Smith is a really it's a really good, good one. one. Yeah, yeah, nice job. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. Marcus Allen and Danon Hughes. I like oh, that. That's nice. That's, that's really nice. Good, Danon man. will love to hear that. Yeah, Danon will love go. to hear that for you. Lynn Dawson and Bill Grigsby. Good one. Oh, that's a good one. From the 816. Hey, hey! You know Andy and Brett were together in Philadelphia. I don't see any Lombardis. <laughs> well, yeah. Brett Veach was like fetching coffee Correct. back then. Yeah, though. He, yeah like, he told us about going to McDonald's for burger runs Like and deferring stuff. to Howie Roseman. Yeah, yeah. Joe and Jerry. Who the hell is that? Ken Harvey and the Tar. That's good. They're still together. <laughs> From the 816, C dot and Groupon. <laughs> I thought he was with Rob. I don't know, Rob. I got this coupon for this Wendy's. When they go to surge pricing, I can get a single for the price of a double. Yeah, if you missed it earlier in the show, Wendy's is going to make a tragic mistake, uh, and uh, they're going to they're going to try surge pricing. So when it's busy, they'll charge you they'll more. Charge for your you burger. more. So if you, whether you want to eat during normal eating hours, is going to cost you more. You got to yeah. eat out off hours yeah. now. So it's, they're going to force people to become senior citizens before they want to. It's it's, bu- it's busy. It's going to cost you more for that. That bowl of chili. Yeah. Uh, Scott Pioli in the candy wrapper. I mean, okay, now yeah, we're getting good. Yeah, good. we're getting good. Morning yeah. coffee and a good poop. Wow. Uh, the Astros and trash cans. Mm. Herman's Hermits. I mean, that's a really <laughs> good one. I mean, that's so what? funny. Herman and the Hermits? Herman's Hermits. Yeah, that's yeah. a great band back in the 60s. Yeah, My okay. dad texting in this morning. Okay. Dwayne Bow in a joint. <laughs> so... Charles Menahu is an interesting cat. Very confident. That's great. Came here with a little chip on his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Mini chip. But why do you think you should get more now? More what? Money. Well, you shouldn't. Quote, the biggest way how I keep my chip on my shoulder now is I feel like I should be paid more. 
Based on what? Is the Charles Amena who Bro, played. you played 11 games this year. And you're going to miss most of the next season. Miss the first part of the season. Miss the end part of the season for different reasons. But also, yes, dealing with an ACL injury now. Mm-hmm. Chiefs had signed him to a two-year, $16 million contract. Kind That's of took a nice a, contract. Kind of took a chance yeah. on the guy. He's going to be playing next year at some point of next year, but not going to make $8 million. Not going to get $8 million worth of, right? No. Play out your contract. Unless he comes back for the Super Bowl and has a huge sack to end the game against NFC opponent inserted here. Play out your contract. You can play yourself probably into something real nice, Clark. But he's not playing next Why year. Why are you out there telling people you you need more? Charles who on Good Morning Football, did he do enough to earn a new contract? I think I did, to be honest. Um, like huh? I said, seven sacks in 11 games and then the sack in the in the championship game to kind of spark off the, 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 the wave of defensive plays, um, finish second on the team in sacks, and then have the first six games to – to, to catch up with George and Chris. So I think I did. I think that the tape speaks for itself. I think I showed um, dominant run play as far as, and then as long as uh, with the pass rush inside and outside and just winning one-on-ones, uh, creating turnovers, um, being the spark and like the energy plays that uh, they wanted me to, uh, to be when I got there. Um, I wish I could have another full, a full season this year to kind of do the same, but I think, um, I showed every everybody in the organization, everybody in the league that uh, I should be talked about in the maybe not in the in the in the Boston kind of conversation, but those guys right after guys that you when you go and do your game plan, you got you got to look for ninety out there on the field, and because if you don't, I'll get your quarterback one way or another. Again, <laughs> I'm glad you had confidence, and I'm glad you think you're the best, <laughs> or uh, that next year. And that's fine. Like, all those things are fine. What you need to do is go prove you're healthy and do it again. And then you will have the opportunity to cash in. Right. Like, why Why he thinks seven sacks in 11 games is a, uh, uh, that has elevated him to some kind of status in the NFL is beyond me. Yeah. It's, it's just very, it's just very weird. It's like, weird. Why, like, why are you... And it's been multiple times now. This isn't the first, like... He tweeted out about it as yeah. well. Said on Good Morning Football again, like, "Hey, man, I did my job." Yeah, he, you did. he started you this did conversation by tweeting about it, and then everybody picked up on it yeah. and wanted to have him on because the text line says, "What did you all want him to say?" Nothing, literally nothing. Like, don't even mention. I had a contract. good year. I had a good year this past year, man. I looked, I look forward to getting back out there healthy, yeah. and busting it Bust again. My ass next year if I can, and then I can put it. myself in a really good position. Right. What did I want him to say after I, that? I, I didn't want him to say a damn thing. You're under contract, and you agreed to the deal. Right. <laughs> and from the 816, he may not even be the same player after the injury. That's that. That's 1,000% true. It's very weird to be speaking out now. A lot of people are like, dude, you're playing next to Chris Jones and Carl off this. He's like, chill, slow your roll. Now, he still put up the numbers. Maybe not Joey Bosa, but yeah, right behind them. But you played 11 games. You missed the first six, and then you missed the end. Correct. You were really good in the middle, and there's a good chance you miss most of next year. Like, just because the season ended doesn't mean the ACL injuries heal automatically and we're ready to go by, you know, July. It's not Madden? No, oh. unfortunately. And as we know with the ACL injury, it's really two years before you're feeling like yourself again. 
he should just be happy he's got another year under contract and gets the opportunity to get paid while rehabbing that knee for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I love I love confidence, and I love, hey, here's what I want to get to. Right. He just comes across as I've already arrived. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. No. You haven't. I am Charles Menhu. I played 11 games. I'm going to be out most of next year. I'm going to need a new contract. <laughs> I think I've earned it. Who is this? I did everything they asked me to when I was there. But, sir, you weren't there the entire time. Yeah, we pay people to show up, man, and do you their job. They are here the entire time. How are we crumpling this up and starting over? Yeah, I'm going to need a raise. Hold on a second. You you weren't able to be here for the first. I six. should be paid more. Then you got hurt for the rest. You may not be here for most of next year, and you want to get a new contract. Is that is that what you said? Mm, mm. Oh, okay. You can have a new contract. Not here. Like, if I'm Brett Veach, I'm laughing about this. Like, I'm telling everybody in the organization we're laughing over cocktails to this thing. February 23rd. Omana who shared this on, on Twitter. Love seeing other people trying to gauge when I'm going to come back from something or the type of player I am. I would think after this year, people would stop second-guessing me, but I guess not. I keep all receipts, though. Good for you, pal. Again, use whatever. Great. Use motivation. That's great. Yeah. Your motivation should be to come back healthy, wreck it again next year, have seven sacks in 11 games, and, yeah, you're going to get a nice contract with somebody at the end of it. Right. Whether it's here or elsewhere. Exactly. Put the Chiefs in a tough position. My goal is to come back next year healthy and put the Chiefs in a terrible position where they're going to have to pay me. Great. Do that. This is like one of those like candid camera moments. Like, is this is this did this really happen? Because you signed the deal. <laughs> Not only that, you didn't play. You, you signed a deal known as a two year deal. Yeah, and you're getting paid okay. I think pretty good. Couple of texts coming in. One from Troy. If players want to get paid on what their stats show from the previous year, they should only sign one year contracts over and over prove again. It, prove it, prove it. Give up your stability and bet on yourself. It's yeah. simple. Yeah. I like your line of thinking. From the eight one six, some people have even suggested cutting him for the cap savings. Yeah, I've seen that as well too. Save eight million by cutting Charles. I Amenu. suppose you have to have some kind of injury settlement with him, though. Probably. I mean, you can't cut a injured guy. No. But you'd have to have some kind of injury settlement. I guess you could say, yeah, when, when you're healthy, I guess you can go get the contract you're looking for. It's very, I don't know, it's, the timing of it's weird. I it really know. is. From the 913, Aaron Rodgers says Charles can be back in time for the first minicamp if he just buys his new $299 Achilles healing cream, $19.99, shipping and handling extra. <laughs> right, well, Kirk Cousins did, apparently. <laughs> so he's back, too. So who The knows? Achilles injury now, that's no big deal nah, anymore, nah, right? Patch it back together, throw you back out there, You're apparently. You're good to go. But apparently the ACL is still a pretty big injury. It's mm. still a pretty big deal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We found out last night he's the king of this. We'll get to it next. Let's go in the morning. That's the way you pass the Johnson County parent test. You yell about offsides and have no idea what it is. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. There are certain times of the year that I recommend this, and I guess I need to say it year-round because it is year-round. The, the, the NFL calendar is year-round. So don't fall for the... The uh, the Adam Shetfers, 
Excuse me. The uh, the Ian reports. There was a Schefter one yesterday that like took off that was fake, and even Schefter's like, "This is bull." Yeah, you got to watch out. There's the the, the Schefter one got a lot of people for a while. Yeah. Um. So, one of our one of our listeners, Joel. He he listens a lot. Joel Gedkin uh-huh. listens a lot. Tweets us a lot, and uh, he's like, he sends us this tweet. He goes, "Any truth to this from your side of things?" And it's a it's a it's a tweet that says breaking. Sources close to the Vikings and Justin Jefferson are saying the Vikings reportedly close to a blockbuster deal that would send Jefferson to the Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Okay. Uh, now, would breaking. I be surprised if Brett Veach pulled so, that off? No. And so he's saying, any truth of this from your side of things? And I responded. The name on the account is Blaine Gabbert Burner. <laughs> I know. I don't think this well, one's true. Well, I mean, yeah. He goes by at Chad Henny Goat and the sub, whatever uh, we're calling it, the sub name or whatever. Yeah, the at name. Like the at Twitter, name is yeah, Chad Henny Goat. Handle, yeah. But then he goes by Blaine Gabbert Burner. So, no, I don't think that that I don't I don't, know. I don't happen to think that that one's real. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Right. If you want to choose to follow Blaine Gabbert Burner. Right. <laughs> Uh, go for it. Go for but it. I would yeah. just, I would just stay away from some you, of those. You, you do. You have to be careful yeah. what you're looking at in social media. And that's the problem that we have with social media. Everybody feels like they've got an opportunity to say what they want, how they want to say it. Most of it is anonymity and a lot of it's lies. And then you get involved now with this new wave of X where you buy a blue check mark and anybody can buy it. And so somebody sees the blue check mark and they're all still conditioned to think that that matters, which it doesn't. And uh, you fall for all of these fake it's things, this, right? Playing Gabbert Burner, though, that made me laugh. But that one right there, it's not like it's saying it's Adam Schefter and then it no, has no. at Blaine Gabbert no, Burner. You, it, it like legitimately it's, is it's at Blaine breaking. Gabbert Burner. Yeah. It's, got a, it's got a picture of him. It's got a break. It looks, it looks ESPN, yeah. ESPN-ish. I'll give you that, like the, the the graphic layout of it. Right. I love though, Blaine Gabbert Burner. I'd go with no on that. Right. One. I'd go with no on that one. But if the if the if the Vikings want to trade Justin Jefferson to the Chiefs, I'm all ears. Wow. Speaking of falling for something, the New York Giants just posted not the Giants, but Sports uh, SNY covers the Giants. Just posted a quote from the Giants general manager Joe Shane. Are you ready for this one? Yes. Yes, I am. It's a good quarterback draft. Yeah, it is. Not just at the top. So are the Giants going to try to trade up now? No, they're trying to get a taker for Daniel Jones. Is this a fishing experiment? Or are they trying to get it? No, are they trying to get a taker for that sixth pick? Oh, that could be too. Uh, Acquire more picks. I got you. Okay. Either way, you throw out the smoke. It's a good quarterback draft, not just at the top. So the Giants are picking six. Daniel Jones is meh. Uh, What's the motive with that quote? Anything. I mean, I'm open for business. I'm open for business. That's what, what that is, yeah. You want to talk about my quarterback? You want to talk about my sixth pick? I'm listening, right. listening to everything. Do you think that we could get I, up to six and I still get him? I do agree I with don't. him to a certain extent because I do think that there's quality at the draft for quarterback at six. There's great quality. And seven there. and eight yeah. and nine all the way to 31. So, And then Justin Fields is <laughs> Whatever I can do, whatever I can do to get 31 quarterbacks drafted ahead of the Chiefs I'm I'm in for let so me, let me ask you about Justin Fields though like you, you're, you're looking at the Chicago Bears who haven't had a quarterback since Sonny Gilman back in the day right Sid Luckman Sid, Sid Gluckman and hey, look Mitchell Trubisky went to the playoffs two out of the three years he was with Matt Nagy in Chicago but there's that there, one guy led him to the Super Bowl Rex McMahon. Grossman oh yeah Rex Grossman but the, yeah. like have, has the Bears really had a franchise quarterback in our lifetime be no, honest no. with yourself no the answer is no. no I right? love the punky QB known as McMahon 
but he wasn't. I mean, well, they, he was well, just, everybody talks about the defense. He was a he was a an okay quarterback. Yeah, right. So great personality. Great fun, personality. Fun, yeah. Great character. Wore sunglasses. All nine yards. Great, great character. But Not. That, I wouldn't say he's. Yeah, he's on my Rushmore of quarterbacks. No. And that was back in the day where you really didn't need a quarterback because you had sweetness and you had the defense. Right. That's right. how you won in the NFL back mm-hmm. then. But the Bears want to trade Justin Fields, right? Who, I'm sure they do. Right? They haven't had a quarterback ever, and they're looking to trade a guy. Why would another team want the Bears' Justin Fields? Like, if, if he's not good enough for you. I don't you, know. I don't know. No. Why would I, I want him? Well, I'll take him. I mean, and I, I had heard yesterday that they're even willing to consider a third-round pick. Well, if that's the case, and you're willing to now say, oh, just take a third-round pick, just get rid of him. Why do I want him? Why would another team want to trade for this guy if a team that never had a quarterback doesn't want him? I think Can you explain that one to me? The quote was said, there's a sucker born every minute, I think is ah, the famous quote. Yes. All he needs one. Says Jerry Jones. You throw it out there. And maybe one takes you up on it. No, it, I don't. The it answer started is I don't as a know. first round pick. Then they're know. saying second. Now I heard yesterday they could take a third round pick for right, this but guy. Right, you're not going to get. I mean, just because you spent a first round pick on it, that's your that's your problem. That's you your have, problem. You have right. to you have to take what the what the market would bear. Correct. And also, he's entering what year three? Yeah, he averages 161 yards. Your three or your four? Uh, your four, four, right? Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have to pay him after this year. Yeah. So why would you, why would any other team look at that and go, wait a second here? You have never had a franchise quarterback, and you want to trade this guy? Yeah, I'm out. Like, that to me is a big red flag, Josh. Correct. Right? Yes. So they're trying to peddle this guy. Nobody's going to give them anything for him. And if they do, oh, I want to cry for my friends in Pittsburgh if they make this trade. All right, what what would you give the Bears for their number one pick and fields? The number one overall pick and Justin Fields? I'd give you my one right now for that. Uh, if I'm the Chiefs right now, we'll take I, Fields. We'll take Fields I'll off take your hand. I'll take Justin Fields off your hand, but you got to get Andy Reid will make him good as a backup. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Bring him in on like third and one. I have no problem with quarterback that. sneaks. Sure, no. I'll problem use Justin with Fields. That. And but and if I'll, you're looking we'll, at Justin Fields and, to be your starter, and we'll take your one. What 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 do you want for it? Like a third and a fifth? I'll give you. I'll give, look, we'll take Justin Fields off your hand. Yes. Yeah. But we, you have to give us one. One. Yes. And we'll give you our one. And you know what? We'll throw in our two. Yeah. Yeah. Heck. Oh my God! The Chiefs have moved to the top the of the rights. draft. We'll give you the rights to I don't know something. And we'll give you a job, Ryan, when you get fired in Chicago at the end of the season. New stadium naming rights. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago Bears Stadium in Kansas City. Where the Chiefs have traded their naming rights for the rights to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Sure, sure. But, but I mean that—that's one of those backdoor deals that you go to the Bears. If if you're Brett Veach and you got a sense of humor, which I think he does, he loves Brett Veach Town. And then you pick up the phone and you say, "Hey Ryan, we know you're getting fired at the end of the year. You give us Justin Fields and the first overall pick." We'll make sure you have a job here in Kansas City when you get fired. We'll give you 32, and we'll give you our second-round pick in this year's draft, and we'll kick it a third round in 2027. And Charles Amenahu. And you can have Charles Amenahu. <laughs> Why not? I mean, don't you, don't you think that's the way to go? Like, you just offer polls a job. Cat's yeah. going to be out of work anyway at the mm. end of the year. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, you're missing it. Jefferson and Harrison, the three-peat is real for the a Hell, yes, it is. 
Heck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hells to the yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't. Under, I don't understand why you'd have any interest in in Justin Fields. I, do, I don't get it. Like, if you're looking at Justin Fields as a backup in Kansas City, that's one thing. If you're looking at Justin Fields to come in and challenge to be your starting quarterback, you're doing it wrong. And somebody needs to stop you. The Bears don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. They don't deserve that you helping them out by taking Justin no, Fields off their hands. Only if you're going to give us one. Yeah. yeah. And we'll even throw in, as the text line points out, Kadarius Tony. Oh, sure. Yeah. And Luke Hochaver. Yeah. And Frank Hoare. Yeah. And Soria. Sure. And Dexter McCluster. And Tony Moiaki. And Dwayne Bowe. I'd, I'd give you active players to get to one. I don't care. Yeah, I would too. Would you trade Justin Reed as part of a deal to get up to number yes. one? Yes. Oh, wow. Look at you. I love, I love Justin Reed. Yeah. But hell's, hell's yes. Would you? We had the conversation earlier in the year, and, and my friend Josh, who runs Smokehouse Barbecue, brought this up to me the other day when I was up there enjoying their delicious pizza. He said, remember when we were having that conversation, would you trade Trent McDuffie right now for the rights to number one to get Marvin Harrison Jr.? We all said yes. He goes, I wouldn't do that now. I go, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that now either. Trent McDuffie's that good. Would you trade Trent McDuffie straight up for the number one overall pick in the draft? Yeah. Look at you two. You both yeah. are like. Yeah. Yeah, I would. You I would. would. Yeah. You trade. I'm not trading McDuffie. Yeah. I'd, I'd have a hard time doing it, too. And you know how much I love Marvin Chiefs Harrison just Jr. just spit out corners. Come on. <laughs> but you're not. if you don't sign Snead back and you trade McDuffie for one overall, who's playing? Marvin Harrison is playing. Okay. You're just going to outscore people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we, we revert back to 2019. <laughs> yes. 54 to 51. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. Right, yeah. They can develop corners. We've gone through this already. With, we're okay losing Snead, right? That's because you have McDuffie on the other side. Yeah, but I got Marvin Harrison now. All right. Text line real fast. Would you do that? Just real quick. <laughs> yes or no. Would you trade Trent McDuffie straight up for the number one overall pick in the draft? Yes. 913-586-7610. yes. I know how much they love Trent I, McDuffie. And I do, too. So I don't know that they would do it. But I do, would you too. Do it? I do, I'm too. I'm not doing that one, and I love and I love Marvin Harrison Jr., but this Trent McDuffie's the I mean, I, I agree. I think he's a, I think he's a future captain. I think he's a leader. I think he's, I think he's a hall of famer. I think he's everything you want. You talking about Marvin? Or are you talking about Trent? Guy hasn't even had a pick yet, Bob. No I'm kidding. That's what somebody will say. <laughs> I'm arbitration mode here. Yeah. Well, until he shows me an interception. No, oh, I'm getting up to one for Marv. Heck yeah. Uh. Am I crazy? 913-586-7610. We'll discuss. And speaking of crazy, Oh, yeah. Court Storming's made everyone crazy. Next. Fesco in the morning. I don't even know who Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen's exactly who you think he is. Who is he? Uh, just a middle-aged white guy. But what does he do? Like, <laughs> is he, He's the Saints coach, right? Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. I remember when. It is firmly mixed. A bunch of hell knows. <laughs> followed, well, yeah. Followed by uh, 
Yes. Yeah. See, I was telling Josh in the break, I said, I love this time of year. It is so much fun because everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a suggestion. None of them are horrible. They're all really good conversation pieces. But this is the time of year where everybody can get involved and everybody can have a, you know, a decision one way or the other on what you want to do. I mean, the conversations, Josh, this time of year for the next couple of weeks are going to be some of the best that we have because you can talk about trades. You can talk about free agency. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And I love hearing everybody's kind of opinion inside of things just to see where people are. And you said trade Trent McDuffie for... Marvin Harrison Jr. One pick, yeah. A year ago, done deal. No questions asked. Now, I'm like, nah, and I love Marvin Harrison Jr. And as you can imagine, the text like, yes, no, hell no, yo, yes, it was, hey. It was started with the discussion about, you know, the ridiculousness of trying to keep fields and not take Caleb Williams right. and what they're getting and blah, blah, blah. And just got to thinking, like, what would it take to get to one? And, you know, the price would be big to get to one. I said, I'd even take, I'd even take, uh, Fields off your hands. Yeah. Right. To get the one. Right. So what do we take? It takes it takes something it takes something of value yeah. that would sting. And don't get me wrong, I, I think McDuffie's awesome. I think he's a future captain. Yeah, I think absolutely. he's I think he's a leader. I think those are those are those are guys you do rally behind, but I'll take a downfield guy that you don't have you know. You don't have you can't you can't get without spending a boat boatload of money. Yeah. Give me five years of Marvin Harrison for just about anybody. Anybody, really. right? So, because I mean, it's just, I mean, and the 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 Bears also have the ninth would, pick, so they can still get a quarterback. At what, nine. It would, what it would take you to get to one? You know, you realize it, it take it would take you a lot. Yeah, to, by taking Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish it was only that simple. Like, we'll take Fields off your hands and the one. Yeah. But I was just saying something. Something would hurt. Something would hurt to get to uh, to get to one. Yeah, McDuffie right. would hurt, but I'll I'll give you. <clears throat> Marcus Peters, good corner, gone. Legereus Need, good corner, probably gone. <laughs> Charverius Ward, decent corner, gone. Well, they just, they just keep replenishing. Like, why wouldn't I say, well, just keep replenishing then? All right, Jalen Watson and, and uh, Joshua Williams. Watson, yes! Uh, Nazi Johnson and Shamari Connor, go. Go handle it. Showcase your depth. I don't got a Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I just like this text from the 417. We just won a Super Bowl with MVS. Why are we trading for any <laughs> wide receiver? I'm well, I'm just I saying. I love how it's come back full I, circle I, yeah. like where but I was it's, all year. Like, eh. I, and it well, it's no, it's not full circle. Because at the beginning you were like, they're fine. They have enough. They'll put up the same amount of numbers. It doesn't matter. Why are you telling everybody they need a number one wide receiver? That's where we had to tell everybody, right? And then as the season went on, we're like, yeah, just give it to the guys that can catch it. Right. And now it's all oh, reload again because we were we were definitively the ones in the offseason saying you don't need to you don't need they're good at wide receiver they got depth let's see where it gets well we saw we where saw it got it didn't get far, it didn't yeah. get didn't get you that far offensively right all told yes they won a Super Bowl and it makes it look silly but they don't think like that and you shouldn't think like that and they're which going is, to upgrade which the position is, yeah. they, despite the fact they win the Super Bowl you need to upgrade certain spaces mm-hmm. they don't have enough pass catchers. No, they really don't. Like, just right? in numbers wise. You know, I mean, no. you know what I mean? Like, I think Rashi Rice takes a step from where he was. Okay, Travis Kelsey probably takes a back to normal step if you if you consider this past year missing you know two games front and back mm-hmm. as you know chipping into his numbers. But no, I mean, and if Marvin Harrison is a generational 
wide receiver, or let's just say a top end wide receiver, like you want, like you wanted the uh, the uh, Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Jamar Chases of the world. What it's gonna get? It's gonna be tough to get that guy drafted thirty second. You have to do something. So I'm saying, if you want that type of guy, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take something that that stings. And I'd I'd go from a position I've seen the Chiefs do great at. They've done a great job of developing uh, corners. Yeah, they drafting corners enough credit and what have you. So you know. Do I want it? No, but I, do I realize it would take something very large to get there? Right. Yeah, and I'd be willing to do that one. Even with, even with, oh, you got to replace your two corners this year. Well, guys, go do it because you're, but you're the top of the draft. <laughs> you're the top of the draft. So yeah, I, I would do it. I would do it. A couple I'd good texts coming. I think in. I think he's that good too. Simple fix: just have Mahomes buy the Bears and agree to trade us the pick. Would you rather have Mahomes buy the Bears and trade you the number one overall pick or bring an NHL or NBA team to Kansas City? So I'd if, rather take if, the number one pick. Mahomes, so you're saying if Mahomes buys a team, then you don't have to get rid of McDuffie. You don't have to exchange the McDuffie. Yeah, Mahomes will just give us the number one oh, pick okay, for the you. rights to, you know, you. Uh, I don't know what. And um, you, thought my, you thought my deal was far-fetched. Well, I don't think so. Here from the 785, I would not trade McDuffie. Mahomes has showed he can do it without wide receivers. It isn't fun to watch, but he can do it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I said that all year. Like, it's going to be fine. And I was like, we need this. We need wide receivers. It's We won the Super Bowl. Now he was like, well, hang on a second here. Maybe we don't need wide receivers. No, they need to upgrade that position. Listen, this one's this, this one has come full circle, too. 785, I would not trade McDuffie because Mahomes has shown he can do it without wide receivers. I just read it, that. Is it fun to watch? Come on. that it is. It's not fun to watch. Without wide receivers. That's why I'm giving you a wide receiver. Like, that's the exact point why I'm giving you a wide receiver. Eric Berry, player of the week. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just emphasizing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he has shown us he can do it without a wide receiver, and it's not fun to watch, which is exactly why you should go get a wide receiver. Right. I can, yes, McDuffie was great locking down people. Would you rather see a huge offense? I think we probably would. We take defenses for granted. We right? do. We really do right? take defenses for granted. So you yeah. want, you want fireworks. I give you fireworks. It's Marv. From the six two zero, thanks, Dusty. <laughs> well, there was a little of that, but I want to emphasize the the wide receiver portion of it. Right. You, if you're acknowledging you can't, you can't. It isn't fun to watch, but you can't trade McDuffie. Well, which is it? I'm giving you the wide receiver, but it's going to cost you McDuffie. Right. Well, I don't want to trade McDuffie, but boy, that wide receiver thing wasn't fun to watch. I don't well, like that. Cost. I'm making I'm making this. <laughs> I don't yeah, like that. Right. Cost. I'm making the switch give me, give for me you. Something else. Yeah. Can, can I keep Sneed and McDuffie and just sign Mike Evans? I mean, you could. Day, you're not keeping Sneed though. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty. You think I mean, Sneed has priced himself out. I would be surprised if Sneed signs here. That's just my gut feeling on that one. I just feel like they feel like they can do other things. And as you it's just not going to be just, worth. It's going to be just not going to be worth the investment. Yeah. And I, I think he should make every penny he wants. Right. Pay that man his money. It right. just might not be here. So if you want wide receiver, I give you wide receiver. But this this draft is like seven or eight deep. It just would cost you. Know? you. Yeah, it would cost you at one. Like what's well, great at seven eight deep? I don't want the seventh or eighth wide receiver. I want the damn number one. Okay. <laughs> Trent McDuffie for Justin Jefferson, straight up. Maybe. Why would you do it for Marv, but not for Justin? Like, what's your hold up with Justin? Just age, just and if that, if two that's years is two years or whatever. You know what I mean? That's like, fine. that's all you have to say. I get a full age. five. I'm yeah, I'm fine with it. If you say age, fine. I'm in on. I that. gotta pay McDuffie yeah. in two years. I don't have to pay Marv yeah. for four. Right. Okay. Buys you two years. Right. Yeah. Why don't they like Sneed, but McDuffie's come in a couple of times? They 
it's just I don't, they I don't, don't I don't think they don't like Snead. But Sneed's they at the love, end of it. like, they Sneed, love McDuffie. Well, they view McDuffie as a cornerstone player of this organization moving forward. Well, and I'll give you age again. Snead's yeah. at the end of his contract. Right. McDuffie's got three more years to go. Right. You'll probably, probably pay him after two. Or you just get the year five, you know, you're old too. I don't. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't done a lot of that. But I'm saying, if you, if you, I'm saying, if they love him as much as they do, maybe, you, maybe he's a guy you pay early, right? Yeah. You pay before year five, right? Um, you can't trade Snead. He's a free agent. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trade Snead. That's true. Um, the reason I think they like him is, is timing. Mm-hmm. I think they like Snead just fine. I think I think they can all acknowledge he's really good. But now it comes. A price tag to go with, and that I as well. really believe Snead probably would have had a contract had Chris Jones not sat out until September. And if you're Legarius Snead, do you want to hear that? No. Oh, you want to get to me now? Oh, I mean, now. there'd be part. Of, oh, now you want oh, to after that season I just had. Well, you understand we had to wait for we had to wait for Chris, and yeah, but yeah. I, I was over here ready to go, ready to go, and you had to wait and for now Chris. What? And now what we're gonna do, right? Now what? Like, like I got my, I'm adding zeros to that. Legarius Snead could legitimately, Josh, be. Charles Amenahu in this and go like I need a new deal. Like yeah. if if, if Legarius Sneed was chirping about pay me like he was, I'm all in on that. Legarius Sneed needs to be paid in this. Yeah, league. yeah, and it's not a Marvin Harrison, Justin Jefferson contract. It, those are separate. Those were separate hypotheses. Yeah, ha- separate hypotheticals. We, we throw out a lot because, of hypotheticals because yes, I would take I would take Marvin again because he's got five years remaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one that's that, that one's a no brainer for mm-hmm. me. Justin Jefferson had to think about it. But I'm gonna have to. I know I'm gonna have to pay. You know. Josh, let me tell you this just right now. If we were having this conversation on December 26th, the text line would be a completely different beast. Oh, than good it is grief! Right now, yes, right? yeah, they want it. I know it makes it a different conversation. Right. Yeah. The day yeah, the day after the Raider game, we come in here and go, "All right, for Trey McDuffie for the number one pick, who's in?" Yeah. Everybody be like, "Yeah, yeah." Right. And now they like, wait. Hey, we don't need wide <laughs> like, receivers. Wait a minute here. We've done it without it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That's why it makes it fun. That's right. That's why this time of the year is wanna, the best. I, I don't want the best for sports talk radio. My ultimate is I don't want to trade McDummy. But do you want but, the number one pick in Marvin Harrison? Uh, because it's like the scenarios you. game. Just throw out the scenario. This and everybody feels you. different. Everybody's got a different kind of you know view on things. It's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. Like it's fun, man. Yeah. This is the fun time of year. Yeah. Games are stressful. Like once you get into the season, it's like just don't lose. This is the fun time of well, year. Well, yeah, this fun time of year is everybody else's money. Yeah. <laughs> Not ours. And that's the other thing. Yeah, it doesn't cost us anything. Yeah, we can yeah. come up with all the crazy things. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they hear something and they go, hey, Josh had a good idea. Why don't we trade traffic, uh, Duffy? Not usually. I, no, I don't think they're taking my advice on this one. Oh. And it's not even my advice. I'm just saying if it if the situation was presented and it said one, I know I got to get there. Right. And they say, well, my I called them. I called them and asked. I did my due diligence. I called them and asked. And they're like, well, for McDuffie. And I go, huh, now I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a yes. All right. I'd hang on to McDuffie as much as I love Marv. Wow, your guy, your 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 school. Yeah, my guy for my 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 new. Marv's don't come around yeah. every year. I know. Neither do McDuffies. Yeah, but maybe do. they do in Kansas City. Yeah, they I do. don't know. They do in Kansas City. Yeah. Do you think that you would trade <laughs> Wanye Morris for the number one pick straight up? Stop. I'll throw in him in any deal. I think McDuffie could be a generational talent. Somebody's asking on the text line. McDuffie. Mm. I'm not saying he's no. Look at you over there. No, playing the role of Bob. We Fesco fitted, today we fitted that Klingler. one safety for a jacket, and what happened to that guy? Like that is true. He's, you know he's I mean? in like, Cleveland now. Yeah, maybe Sneed's gone, and McDuffie gets thrown out a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? I think McDuffie's really good though, yeah. and a future captain. So yeah. yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. But 
Marv's Marv, man. Can't believe you're out on Marv. I'm not out on Marv. I'm just not in on for him for McDuffie. My scenario is easier to get to one than it is for my 31 quarterbacks to get Marv to 32. I'm just I'm making it a little bit easier. I on think us. how this all started. The ultimate way to do this is just tell the Bears, <laughs> "You give us one, we'll take Justin yeah, Fields." Yeah, okay, all right, all right, we'll go that route. What are you missed, giving us in return? Nothing. nothing. We took Fields. Nothing. Uh, if you missed any of the show today, any nonsensical nonsense, you can catch up anytime. 610sports.com with the Odyssey app. Cody and Gold are next on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.